deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world has opened up as has the Griffin's dream. Hello everyone and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I am your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. And on a scale of one to ten, how how'd I do there on a on on a, on coming back uh, and doing the intro there? I realized as soon as I started saying it, I was like, uh oh, I haven't said this in a whole week. Mm, I, I, I thought it was really good. I feel like it had um, a lot of vigor, a lot of enthusiasm, a little uh, bit I of verve. So so perhaps perhaps you're renewed. Um, yeah, renewed yeah. With the week. Yeah, I uh, I'm glad I'm glad we were able to take a week off and and let you recover and 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 heal. How are you feeling? Uh, returning returning strong. Uh, yeah, a week yeah. later. Yeah, no, I'm I am all good. Uh, I I talked about it a little bit on the common room, but um, I I was was waylaid um, last week and had had lost uh, most of my hearing, and so the mm-hmm. podcast. Just wasn't just wasn't gonna work. Uh, <laughs> it do, does not work for a for an auditory not, format very yeah. well. Uh, but I have regained my hearing, and in fact, it is back uh, and better than ever. That's excellent to hear. Did you take any yacht trips while you were away this week? Um, no. You know, if I had, I wouldn't have been able to hear the sound of the ocean, hear the gulls in, in mm. the sky. Uh, so kind of would have been a diminished experience. I will have to put off my uh, renting my yacht, um, or taking my yacht around for a uh, for a for a until next year, probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and it it it, it seems like um, the yacht that you had your eyes on, the uh, the Calypso, was mm. rented by one J.K. Rowling this week instead. So so you wouldn't have even been able to, well, to pay. You know, don't don't sell it short. It's a super yacht. <laughs> I, I don't. True. I don't think. Please do not do not uh, refer to it as like a humble like a yacht because like that's, that's true. boring. I was out on my like normal yacht. Um, <laughs> no, while no. I was recovering, um, I was on my super yacht. But the super yacht's gonna have to wait. <laughs> I'm. This is my favorite. JK Rowling story I think we've ever gotten. Mm. Um it is it, it is just powerful. I I I think you were spot on yesterday when you said we should just read the article. Uh, yeah. and let it speak for itself. Would you uh-huh. would, would you like to popcorn read this? Would you like to read this for us? We we've we've been away for a week. Maybe maybe we can take a crack at this together. Yeah, that sounds good. You'll have to link me the article. I've however. I've, link, I've linked you the article. Got it. The thumbnail is very funny. <laughs> yes, yes. Wonderful. J.K. Rowling has been pictured visiting a museum of magic while holidaying in a 24 million pound super yacht around Iceland. The Harry Potter author, 55, has been traveling aboard the 200 foot vessel with her husband, Neil, 49, and their daughter, Mackenzie, 15. During their stay, the family stayed close to their wizarding roots as they visited the Museum of Icelandic Sorcery and Witchcraft, also known as the Strandagalder. I'm not, not great with uh, Icelandic stuff. On Sunday, according to The Sun, 
Rowling was seen wearing a khaki Canada goose parka jacket, which she teamed with an oversized blue <laughs> roll neck jumper and jeans for the outing. Family are traveling around the Nordic island on the mega yacht named Calypso, which costs around 31,000 pounds a week to rent and features six luxury quarters and a suite. A source told the publication they sailed to Holmovic in the Calypso, which was previously owned by the Russian billionaire Mikhail Prokhorov after catching a private jet to Reykjavik. The museum, first opened in 2000, contains special exhibits including Nabrok, and also known as Necropants, which are made from the skin of a dead man. A replica of the trousers are on display in the museum and are believed in Icelandic witchcraft to be capable of com- producing an unlimited <laughs> supply of money. The writer celebrated her 55th birthday earlier this month on the same day as her iconic character, Harry Potter's 40th. I'm trying to figure out if we should stop there. I think that's I think all that's, the, like, I think that's, that's the important part. That's the, rest the important just, stuff. The rest of it just sums up her recent controversy, her birthday, yes. on and on. Um, wow. There are some lovely photos in this article of J.K. Rowling and her entire family walking around Iceland without a mask. Mm-hmm. What's... I I know that expecting any sort of like, like like any sort of like integrity from from celebs is 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 stupid, right? But like <laughs> she was going on so hard about like oh the NHS and the and wearing a mask and don't be stupid, like like that was her whole shtick for a while before before the big transphobic blow up, mm-hmm. uh, and and so now here she is just traveling internationally on a boat. Uh, in close proximity with a bunch of people and then just getting off the boat and walking around without a mask. It Please is Please don't call it a boat. It is a the super, is the yacht super yacht calypso. The super yacht calypso formerly owned by a Russian billionaire. You don't you do not rent the super yacht calypso for thirty one thousand pounds a week <laughs> to have it just be called a boat. This story earnestly feels fake. Like like <laughs> if if the photos weren't included i would be like yeah this is just yeah, some bullshit. this is bullshit this is this is this is too on the nose she did not rent a super yacht to travel to visit <laughs> the the pants museum to visit the necropants um that are capable of producing in unlimited money right <laughs> like it's too on the no- it's too much right like it's too um but there is another wrinkle Mm. on this story okay that makes it even juicier sure um even juicier than the uh than the not wearing a mask thing okay which is that she arrived in iceland and did this visit and everything uh during icelandic pride week Mm. (laughs) very cool Uh, according to icelandreview.com uh people were very unhappy about this uh uh i'm gonna read from this other article uh, hey, J.K. Rowling, if you stalk by Reykjavik on your tour of Iceland, be sure to hop on the best bus, tweeted one Icelander, with a picture of the uh, the trans wagon, the straight bus celebrating trans people in Iceland. Hmm. Uh, Rowling is in Iceland on the main day of Pride. This shouldn't be allowed, wrote another. Is there someone in Holmavik who can make a Turf's Not Welcome sign and display it, tweeted Pirate Party member Deputy MP Octvia uh, 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 Hrund. Um, <laughs> I just... Again, so many layers on this that just make it seem fake. And yet, here she is in her super yacht, uh, 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 visiting visiting the Necropants. I'm so sad. I, you know, she hasn't tweeted in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe she's gone. 
you know, like, mm. like before. And yeah. this time we won't say, oh, remember when J.K. Yeah, Rowling was when online <laughs> po- posting, posting Jeremy Corbyn poems? Uh, that was so crazy. I wish that would come back and like cr- and curl the monkey's paw in that way. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't do that. We wouldn't, we would not create this curse. Um, and, and so this was like our chance at redemption. Yeah, yeah. I felt, um, and now I see this article and I'm like, oh no, she's just on a super yacht. <laughs> she's she's on her super yacht visiting the necropants right um i i kind of went on a little conspiracy voyage mm-hmm. because she her like last personal tweet really that i remember was her posting that hilarious birthday cake mm-hmm. um and i'm wondering if that was posted on the on the yacht because, like, I look at that picture, which is, like, it's, like, an Ichabog, I'm assuming. Uh, I have to see the picture again. And, like, that furniture, I can't tell. I'm not, like, an expert on, like, yacht furniture. My my experience with yachts is uh, there's a yacht map in Rainbow Six Siege that I played a couple times. Mm. So I'm not an expert. Oh, I haven't taken means. you out on the Calypso? <laughs> well, J.K. Rowling's got it. Right now, so right. we'll have we'll have to go out on the calypso once she's brought it back. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I I see what you mean. There's like this weird rounded furniture, yeah. and the carpet is it's like weird. is a little weird. That could be super yacht. Um, that looks like furnishings. Yacht. Yeah, that looks like the yacht of like a James Bond villain to me. A little bit. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I'm 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 looking at that and going like yeah that's yacht furniture I have no idea for sure. Wait, holy but like... shit! She posted one hour ago. She's oh, back. She... She's back oh, from fuck. the. What did she What she do? Uh, it's just some bullshit Ichabog oh, stuff. Bullshit. It's boring. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we're on high. We need to be on high alert though, because who knows? Yeah, I was just hoping that that she was gone. <laughs> Well, she's back. She's. Uh, I wonder if she's still on the yacht. I wonder if. Uh, I, I mean, I, I guess I, I would hope that if you're paying thirty-one thousand pounds a week, uh, that that would include Wi-Fi. So, so maybe, maybe she's still on the boat, or maybe she's back and in her treehouse and recovering uh, with a little staycation after her vacation. But, right. uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's tiring. It's tiring being on a yacht and going to to Reykjavik and looking at those those sp- spooky pants. Yeah, um, I, I love the story of these pants, though. They're the pants are cool. I want to visit this museum. It sounds sick. I would love to go uh, when there is not a global pandemic on, and and oh I, yeah, I don't need to wear a mask to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to go see the necro pants. <laughs> to go see the necro pants. Yeah. Um, but yes, just just the the photos of this big crowd of people wandering around, no masks. Stepping off this yacht, I mm, having having some thoughts about J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you think because she already had it, she thinks like she's invincible or whatever? Is that is that what uh, what, what prompted this? Do you think? I think this is just a classic case of um, uh, she takes it seriously, but you know what? Her thing is special. That's a that's <laughs> right, a that's yeah. a that's a, an attitude that I've been noticing. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. But of mm-hmm. course that is just speculation. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was really honestly like 
strapped for news this week because I, you know, we, we took a week off and I was like, oh, wow, it's probably going to pile up, right? Like, I, I, I'm sure that as soon as I tweet, hey, we're going to be off for this week, like uh, something like Fantastic Beasts getting canceled or they start filming again or something like that would happen. But no such no such luck. We I think we actually sort of like picked maybe the best possible time to kind of just to, to, to take a week off. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to come back to just this, um, this wonderful story of J.K. Rowling and David Tennant being the most incredible actor <laughs> diva uh, possible. Did you did you read that story? I did uh, read that story. I love this. David Tennant spills details about his short time on Harry Potter set. I, I I guess this was like a Reddit AMA, but his only story was Tennant admitted he wasn't on the Harry Potter set very long. I think I did 10 days or so over a year, so I always felt a bit like a visitor. He recalled how when he was on set, he had a smaller chair than the other cast members. They only gave me a little chair, though, so when everyone was sat around Maggie Smith and Michael Gambon and Alan Rickman and Daniel Radcliffe all towered over me in these fancy cast chairs. Still a pleasure to be there, though, he gushed. That's wonderful. I I love this. I love the idea of being a, a successful actor and your main anecdote hanging on to, uh, you, you hold on to after being in this giant movie 15, 16 years later is my chair was too small. Um, my biggest surprise from this interview was that he even had to film for 10 days. I think he had yeah. two scenes. Yeah, he just kind of had like the la- the ending monologue and he had the the courtroom scene, right? Like mm-hmm. that's 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 all the times he shows up in that. I, I would have assumed that was a, a one maybe two day affair tops. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm curious if there are any like is there any like deleted David Tennant content we didn't we didn't get to see? And there is there like a cuz he doesn't really show up that much in the books that much as as Barty Crouch Jr. either, really. No, I mean, I think we get the two scenes that he's in. Yeah. In the film. Yeah. That are in the books, because it's just the pensive and the the reveal. Yeah, ten, ten days sure seems like a lot. Be, I mean, you know, movie, movies obviously t- takes a lot more work to, to make them than, than, than is obvious sometimes. But yeah, I, I'm curious if there's like other Barty Crouch Jr. stuff that kind of got cut or was planned or whatever because because that's a that's a lot of filming um, i want to know who decided on the tongue thing <laughs> was that him was that david yates or it wasn't david yates who directed that it was a uh, different guy but yes yes the, the the tongue thing is very weird that's what i would have asked if i were in the ama hey hey what was with the tongue thing it, oh fuck i should have mm, we have jack sloper we, I could have, I could have asked him. I could have asked him, hey, big fan, Jack Sloper here. Um, hey, what was with the tongue thing? Did you, did, did you just kind of come up with that on the spot? Did you, is that sound really your mouth? Or mm-hmm. was that added in post? So on and so forth. It's kind of a slurpy sound, wasn't it? Like a snake. Yeah. Snake-y. It's like a, like kind of like a weird, yeah. I want, I, I don't know if it was him or if it was if it was just like a foley artist adding it in post, but it, yeah, it I really was not a fan out. of that. No, I think the tongue thing could have been dispensed with. I think he was plenty, <laughs> plenty crazy enough without the tongue thing. Yep. Yep. I kind of, I kind of got it. <laughs> I think, I think I figured out that the character was meant to be crazy. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so that's that's kind of all of our news th- this week. Um, there, you know, there's there's a couple of other things. There's some more streaming drama. The the, the the they finally put Harry Potter up on the NBC, whatever the fuck. Who cares? Um, oh, I think I have that accidentally. Pe- oh, you have Peacock? Yeah, I think so. Is that I just ha- like I had to sign up for a new Comcast package when I moved? Oh, and they, like, right, made yeah. Me have it. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, you get you get all of Friends, you get all of Harry Potter. I think that's what they've got on there. Wonderful. Um, it's 2007 wait. all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure what else they've got on there. But, uh, but yeah, other than that, kind of all, all quiet on the Potter front. We still. So the main thing I am just on high alert for is any news whatsoever about the status of Fantastic Beasts three. Mm. I nearly, I like jumped out of my chair on a false alarm the other day <laughs> because there is a, there was an interview recently with, um, the actor who plays Jacob, uh, uh, Dan Fogler. Dan Fogler, yeah. I was about to say, how, how could I forget Dan Fogler's name after he gave us that incredible Hanukkah song? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, Dan Fogler did an interview recently where he talked a little bit about, um, filming the first and second movie. Um, but the headline that a couple of outlets ran with was, uh, Dan Fogler talks about weight loss or it was fantastic beast three star talks about weight loss before filming. And I was like, Oh fuck. Oh shit. They're starting fantastic beast three. This is like mm. the stealth announcement, but it turns out that that was either just like a poorly written headline or clickbait because he is explicitly only talking about before fantastic beast two and does not say anything about three. So, so oh. false alarm, no news, still unsure as to whether that movie exists, what they're doing with it. It was supposedly supposed like, like it was meant to start filming end of last month like 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 end of july i think was the was the date that we got last time was that pre-covid or post-covid that was post-covid i believe Mm. that was like the most recent delay um i'm not sure though like yeah i because the there was another false alarm recently where where the name got invoked in a like, oh, WB has new new like COVID filming rules mm-hmm. for the new Batman movie and Fantastic Beasts. But if you actually read the article, it does not mention either of those movies actually filming. So uh very curious. We're still still waiting on that one. The clock's ticking. Do you think there's a possibility that the movie could be um on on the verge of being canceled and JK Rowling had to go on an evil quest to the Necropants to try to <laughs> to try to get get the funds to um fight oh. WB? Oh, maybe that's what maybe that's what it is. They were like, I'm sorry, just like the like with with your Twitter antics and the current like, you know, health climate, we just can't make this movie right now. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Well, what if I were to provide unlimited money for the filming? Right. Uh-huh. I know I know just the pants that I can <laughs> that I can wish upon. I mean, and like you said, like the yacht, the super yacht kind of has some James Bond villain, villain vibes. So maybe this is like an evil quest for a magical object. Oh God, that's the James Bond movie. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, what, what even? No Time to Die? Is that the new one? I don't it's know. It's also like not, 
not been filming for 10 million years or whatever <laughs> yeah. scrap that movie just make one about a villain who who's tra- traveling to Reykjavik to get the pants and make, get unlimited money that's a bond plot right there right um but yeah no so 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 still still waiting i'm going i'm actually even you know what i'm going to fantastic beasts what do we got on the docket news nothing absolutely nothing uh, yeah, see, there's this, we got this cover article that says Fantastic Beasts 3 star reveals he's lost almost 100 pounds ahead of f- filming. But, like, this is wrong. This is, the, he's talking about the second movie. Uh, mm. So, uh, clickbait, boo, etc. No, no news. Uh, three hours ago, there was an article published, new arrivals and cast, storyline, release updates, and there's nothing. Nope. No, no, none of those. No, things. actually. Nope, none of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh which will we hear about first fantastic beast 3 or the video game oh that that is also super interesting right now because there did you see all that stuff about at&t trying to sell off the like gaming development division of wb no yeah that i i think i think there are some like extra wrinkles in this story that that like weren't apparent until recently but yeah uh, wb is in like an absurd amount of debt even for a big company and at&t who's the parent company i believe this is the right order uh, of, of things was trying to sell off the entire gaming division and then that fell through so they're no longer selling it so maybe now they're going to Maybe they were like waiting to see like if if they got sold or whatever to like announce anything. I don't know. I hmm. th- that's just like an extra thing that's been happening around the game. Um, it's kind of interesting. Hmm. It's cursed. It's cursed. Harry Potter is a cursed franchise right now. I, Truly, I, I, I doubt there's anything in that witchcraft museum anywhere near as cursed uh, as as the brand right now. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, just just uh just incredible stuff well i think that just about covers our news we took a whole week off and had a lot of time to percolate on this last chapter should we get into our reading for this week mm-hmm. yeah i i love that i love that transition because it sounds like we've, i've been really thinking about this yeah as if i didn't lots... read the chapter like three days ago <laughs> well the thing is i i read it like last week before right, before you said right. hey my my ears i can't record uh-huh. Um, so I've read it three times now and I'm still thinking about some things about it. That's great. That's really good. Cause I, I'm going to need the help. This is, <laughs> I don't even know what chapter number this is. This is the Muggleborn Registration Commission. Um, it's, it's like kind of one scene. So this is going to be really short, to be honest. Um, we're we're jumping right back in. Uh, they're in the elevator and and have been kind of recently separated. Uh, just to refresh everyone's memory, Harry is disguised as someone named Runcorn, um, who appears to be villainous. Um, Hermione is disguised as Mafalda Hopkirk, uh, and Ron is disguised as like a janitor named Reg, um, and he, and he's already been separated to go and and sort out a problem that Yaxley tasked him with to try to save Reg's wife. Um, and Umbridge is in the elevator with them and is like, "Oh, Mafalda, great! I need you for court." 
uh, and takes Hermione away. Uh, so they are they are completely split up. Um, and Harry, as Runcorn, uh, has a brief conversation with the Minister of Magic, the new Minister of Magic, uh, Thickness, um, and then goes to Umbridge's office to try to find the locket. He he does slip under the invisibility cloak and he he ends up in like this kind of big open room with a bunch of desks lined up and their ministry um, uh, people uh, basically all folding and sending out um, pamphlets about how it's like anti-Muggleborn propaganda, essentially. Um, and there's a, a big eyeball watching them all from Umbridge's office door and Harry realizes uh, that it's... Moody's uh, magic magic eye. Uh, Harry sets off a smoke bomb in the room and slips into Umbridge's office and kind of rifles around in all of uh, in all of her stuff looking for the locket because uh, Asio doesn't work. Asio, Accio, um, and and some of the things that he encounters while he's there is um, Rita Skeeter's book. Um, is in there the life and lies of Albus Dumbledore, and he does look at a picture very briefly of Dumbledore with someone, a handsome young man with curly blonde hair who he thinks might be Doge, um, and I think maybe he ends up being Grindelwald, I'm not really sure. Um, uh, and he also finds a file, and it's it's Arthur Weasley's file that explains that he's being, um, being watched um, uh, for having... Uh, like Muggle-born and Muggle sympathies, uh, as well as as being tracked, presumably to uh, to find Harry, who will probably contact them. Harry's like undesirable number one, uh, and if they find him, he will be punished. Um, Harry's realizing that there's no there's no locket in here, um, but thickness ends up coming in the room. Uh, I don't really remember why. I think maybe because of the smoke bomb. And so as he comes in, Harry slips back out and he goes to find Hermione um, and he goes down and he kind of remembers where the courts are from when he had his kangaroo court in Goblet of Fire. Um, and he goes into the courtroom uh, where Umbridge is there. Yaxley is there uh, and Hermione disguised as Mafalda is there taking notes. And there is a prisoner and it's Reg's wife. And she's being interrogated. There's dementors everywhere, and they're they are kind of like tormenting her only because the because Mafalda, Hermione, and Yaxley are protected by Umbridge's um, Patronus that's like shielding them for the dementors' effect. Because I guess that's a thing that they do now. Um, and Umbridge is interrogating the lady, and I won't really go into the details. It's horrible, right? Like it's like who who are you? Uh, related to who did you steal your magic from like on and on she's gonna like they're you know whatever um harry clues hermione into him being in the room by like tapping her on the shoulder um and uh and like as the as the trial sort of goes on uh, umbridge leans over in the locket like falls forward and Hermione as Mafalda says like, oh, Umbridge, that's a really pretty locket. And Umbridge says, well, it's yeah, it's S for Selwyn, who I'm related to. Harry is so enraged by this lie that she tells about her parent, like what a hypocrite, uh, that he knocks her out and stupefies Yaxley. And they make this big exit where they break out all the Muggleborns that are going to have their trial. And they're like, come with us. You're, you have to get out of the country. You're free. And they, um, and Harry Cassis Patronus and leads them all out with the, with the stag. There's a sort of, as they get to like the main atrium, there's a bunch of confusion, obviously the like 
Death Eater ministry members know that something is going on. They try to stop them, but there's, I guess, too much confusion. Um, and they get out. Uh, also, I forgot to mention that they did grab the locket from Umbridge, obviously, and Hermione replaced it with, like, a dummy. That's the end of the chapter. What movie do you think J.K. Rowling watched recently when she wrote this that, mm. that like, cultivated this obsession with popping smokes? <laughs> Maybe she was playing a video game. <laughs> do you think, you think J.K. Rowling was, like, really into, into Counter-Strike Source, maybe? Like, what? It, what is... We have had, between books six and seven, like, four separate smoke-popping scenes. I don't watch a lot of movies. I am mm-hmm. trying to think... So, is this 2007, right? Yeah, yeah. What were the... Was there... Was, were smoke bombs, like, 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 kind of a thing like in smoke action grenades. Movies? Yeah. Or even not even 2007, but any, any era before that, where it's, like, all the... <laughs> All the protagonists were were popping smoke. Uh, we we know that she she cribs a lot from Die Hard, um, mm. but I don't know if I can't remember if anyone ever throws a smoke grenade in in in, in Die Hard. Um, I guess I just don't associate like smoke grenades with action movies very much. I do more so with video games. But That's like I true, said, I, yeah. I have not. Yeah, I do not I, watch a lot of movies. I I leapt to movies just because it like it that that that's more what I imagine her cribbing from right uh-huh. but you're right it is much more a like ga- a video games thing mm-hmm. um but it, it's just so funny we, we got we got like two of them in um in uh, uh half-blood prince on the train uh <laughs> we got one during the fight in half-blood Pr- ron ron pop smoke in, in half-blood <laughs> prince if i remember right yeah uh and then the f- like the beginning of this book I believe they were ready to pop smoke in uh, in the chase scene, and now Harry has like mobile smoke grenades that he can drop. Um, that I guess uh, uh, run around and, and cause a distraction. It's just a it's 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 just a very it's a constant image in this series now. Yeah, it's, kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, um, it, I don't know how act like real life effective this sort of thing is. Oh I, no, I remember what it was. It was it was her my like. Ron got the Deluminator, and Hermione is like, well, this is useless. We can just pop smokes. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> why, why do all of the characters in Harry Potter take smoke grenades in their loadout? What, what, what prompted this? It's, it's, it's Imba. It's OP right now. <laughs> this meta is all about, all about smoke grenades. <laughs> Um, this is a weird chapter, um, in that I, I, like, it, 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 it delivers on some of the things I felt were missing in the, in the previous chapter. Mm-hmm. This, you know, this is at least, like, okay, the heist finally, like, goes wrong here, right? Um, but it, like, it also kind of doesn't do that very, very, with it, like, much conviction anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and just it also just feels very amateurish in a mm. way that does not like jive with like how I view J.K. Rowling's writing usually, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've been sitting with this. We were talking about this yesterday, and I, and and like this is a thing I've been struggling with ever since um, 
you know, her like Twitter meltdown is like when I'm criticizing this book, mm-hmm. you know, as as we are in book seven out of seven, am I being fair to the text? Mm. Like, like, am I just looking for shit to pick apart? Am I just like, you know, projecting my anger at like modern JK Rowling onto old JK Rowling text, right? Like, like I, I've really been struggling with that and just like, well, I I don't I don't want to like turn all of my criticisms in the seventh, you know, season of this show into just like petty, like, you know, grievances with her. Sure. Right. But like, I'm not wrong that this chapter just feels like a first draft, right? It is. There are so many little weird little writing, uh, like, 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 like I said, really small stuff that just adds up to me thinking like, this doesn't feel like, jk rolling at her best and like none of this book has felt like her at her best but this chapter in particular just like uh okay like what like where is the editor where is any sort of second draft or anything yeah it really makes me wonder um if the uh robert galbraith books are all like this Mm -hmm. um because yeah i'm i'm torn between like three separate impressions of this book so far and it is tough. Mm-hmm. the thing that i i guess like i think about a lot is like i think i'm pretty good at not being biased because of of her like current stuff and i don't say that because mm-hmm. like i think it's like virtuous or anything to be i just don't no. I, i'm like pretty i can zoom out pretty pretty easily um yeah what i do think that my impression is is colored by is the fact that i do have a lot of nostalgia for many of the books i don't have any of that with this 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 i <laughs> i might as well be reading this for the very first time um <laughs> yeah i have i have no recollection of of this heist or these scenes um but i i am still torn like three different ways by the impression that this is very fan fictiony it is very airport novel in a way that all the other Harry Potter books didn't feel to me ever. Like mm-hmm. I never got this the same impression, which makes me bring up the Robert Galbraith thing because I feel like those are on purpose trying to be more like like airport paperbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the third, which is just where I'm like, this had no like oversight, right? Like no no, it it, yeah. it was the like culmination of everyone being so bought into the story that she was like almost divinely inspired to create the most magical (laughs) books that have ever been written and to like look at the final chapter and offer any criticism or put a critical eye on it would be like stifling this like lightning in a bottle perfect but and and this is what we end up with which Mm -hmm. is is like very very amateurish, I think. Right, and, w- and when we say, like, airport novel and amateurish, I think I, it's the amount of just, like, cliches in here, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not, you know, I am not, I'm not someone who, like, counts up all the cliches and tropes that appear in the story and count them as a negative, right? Like, I, I, I like a lot of cliches and tropes and, and, and whatnot. I've read a lot of um, airport paperbacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. I, and I, like, enjoy them for what they are oftentimes. Yeah. Like, I could probably easily make a list of my of my favorites, right? But that's yeah. kind of what you're signing up for. Right. Um, but there's, there, it is a style that is just not, um, 
like 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 that that is not the style that Harry Potter was. I I would say that like if I had to if I had to like define you know what Harry Potter was for this, I would say you know you know d- discounting the parts where it sort of wanted to be an espionage novel, they were like very dry humorous mysteries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I, I it, it, like like the dry British wit stuff really came through yeah there was some good Um, dark humor yeah Uh, yeah um the stuff that that jumps out at me in this that just feels so much like a uh like a you know paperback thriller is stuff like so you mentioned harry like going into umbridge's office and like rifling through the files right Mm -hmm. like he Oh, there, it says literally in the text, Harry opened the book at random and saw a full page photograph of two teenagers. <laughs> like he, you know, it, it, um, he, he happens to find Arthur Weasley's file. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the part where as Runcorn, when, when someone asks him about the Muggleborns that he's escorting out of the building, he's like, oh, their blood is pure, purer than many of yours, I dare say. And it's like very... It's it's very set up punchline like movie dunks, you know what I mean? Like it it is, and like that that stuff doesn't matter in like a like, you know in like a good airport book or whatever. Like you are there because the story's got to keep moving like this, right? Like of course, yes, the page he opens at random is the one he needs. Uh, he finds the character's file he he he's looking for because it's a it's a tense novel, and oh no, the, <laughs> the security guards are coming. Like right, like yeah. like like that works in that kind of sure. thing. But when you are just dipping into that style for two chapters, it is it is kind of surreal, really. It's like it's like the characters have suddenly stepped into an entirely different kind of story logic. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't help and, that I really don't like action movie Harry. No, that's yeah, he, that is the least compelling version of Harry that exists mm-hmm. for sure. Um. Um, but yeah, like this, this is a very like broad kind of like zoomed out look at this chapter, but I, I like, it's just, that is my overall impression of this thing was, it's just like, he's popping smokes. He's, he's happening upon the exact right file he needs, right? As someone opens the door to the room he's hiding in, right? It, it, it is, I don't dislike those cliches, right? Like there are a million James Bond movies where exactly that happens. And I'm like, fuck yes, that is, that is what I am here for. But it, you can't that that is not a mode of storytelling that's easy to dip in and out of at your leisure and convenience right like either the entire world needs to be that convenient all the time or it can't be that at all it's it's very hard to read a story where things are not like that most of the time and then all of a sudden dive into like detective novel logic right mhm it's 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 very difficult to square those two things at once. Yeah, for sure. I, I will probably get more into it because I, I do want to talk about mm-hmm. Harry's character here, but I think oh, that it'll yeah. be better to do that um, more specifically as we go through it. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's that was sort of like a broad kind of just like zoom out impression, but let's 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 walk through this now. So uh, Hermione gets stuck in the elevator with Umbridge, and Harry has to go and rifle through umbridge's office alone mm-hmm. um uh and we get like a little bit of like uh, a view into 
what the desk job people are up to when they're making that um that like p- propaganda pamphlet mm-hmm. um what what what's your take on this whole like dystopia thing they're trying to weave here <sighs> i hate to say it mm. well i guess i don't i feel like that sets me up to see something i'm not going to say um <laughs> i it doesn't work for me honestly like i i don't it's like, I'm not opposed to it, right? If I'm sitting down to read mm-hmm. the Hunger Games, I'm like, you know, I'm bought into the premise a little bit. Um, I I can't really take this extremely, like, disturbing dystopia thing at the same time that I'm taking the cartoon smoke bomb. It's just it's not, <laughs> right. it's just not really landing with me, I guess. It's multiple things at one. Like the thing that is, I find weird about the, um, the dystopian angle, um, but j- like b- between the the pamphlets that Harry sees in this scene and like the the interview that he sees a little bit later, is that it's it's very much a case of like I'm unsure of how seriously I am meant to be taking this, because the things it's invoking are not funny Mm-mm. right but the way it's being presented is like it's almost like that movie brazil which is which is like you know a, a you know a, a a black comedy about living in a dystopia right mm-hmm. um it is maybe not helped for me by the fact that the you mentioned the hunger games um the my enhanced edition of this ebook mm. Has the pamphlet cover that is described here. Uh, it is in the Hunger Games font. Ooh. Like, straight up, the the title, the Mudbloods title is in the Hunger Games font. It's also <laughs> a very... They've, they've done a very boring interpretation of the of the pamphlet here. Um, uh, I will... I will send that to you real quick, and I'll post it on, on Twitter later, because it is very funny. Um, but it's... It, it's like... It's torn between being like a exaggerated cartoon dystopia and a like realistic like wink wink nudge nudge. This is really about Nazi Germany dystopia at the same time, right? And it it just can't it can't quite pick a tone for that stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this chapter is the most clearly like, oh, this is trying to be, you know, about Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. More so than the kind of more amorphous stuff, but it—I mean, it's—it is going out of its way to put the characters in the ministry so we can see that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it—it's almost like accidentally sort of smart because the way that the the people making the <laughs> pamphlets is presented is that they're sitting um like in school desks, mm-hmm. um. And and Umbridge is like the teacher making them create propaganda, um, right? Which I I wonder like if and there's like the eyeball and the keyhole and stuff, and I'm mm-hmm. like, did J.K. Rowling is this like a Panopticon thing that she's doing? Like, <laughs> is this is this as as Foucault as she as she like <laughs> you know? And it's like obviously yeah. like, it's it is that callback to Umbridge, and it's like you know school school is like prison. Uh, yeah. and, and here, and here we are, but at the same time, it's like, it is a weird cartoon. 
Sometimes. Yeah. It keeps waffling between, like, you should be taking this deadly seriously. This is, I, I am writing about wizard Nazi Germany. And also just, like, kind of, like, f- funny, dark comedy dystopia stuff. On top of that, you've got the heist movie antics on top of it. And it's like, I'm completely unsure what the tone is supposed to be now. Yeah, I think either can how- work, but it's just... Yeah, yeah. I-, I think that, like, my biggest break with it was when Harry goes into Umbridge's office and finds it's Arthur Weasley's file, and it's, like, a government mm-hmm. file where he's being watched for having sympathies toward muggles and, like, helping them or maybe potentially helping muggle-borns. And then mm-hmm. it's, like, he has contact has had contact with Harry Potter um, and... But then it says, like, if Harry Potter is caught, he will be punished. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh, he's going to get it. There's a lot of stuff in this chapter that feels like it has one one sentence too many, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I think it's like, I get it. They're Nazis. You know, you could just say we're trying to get Harry Potter. It's like, uh oh, (laughs) that's not good. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, it is. Um. It's it's just kind of muddled. I I I have a hard time reading this and knowing like, hey, how am I supposed to be feeling about all of this, right? Because like the Panopticon situation that you described is like very chilling, kind of. But he like he gets around it by uh pulling a funny little guy out of his pocket that turns into a smoke grenade Mm -hmm. it's like it's and and like also umbridge is like uh uh still i guess on the like evil pink cats thing in her in her office like like that's her whole shtick still um uh so it's like there's still that kind of veneer of like weird comedy uh on that um it's yeah, it's it's just messy. It's just a little like I don't know I don't know what I'm supposed to be feeling here. I will say once um once Harry uh discovers the file and then runs into Arthur Weasley, I think this is the one scene that does that did kind of work for me. Mm. So he, you know, the the thickness comes in, Harry puts on the cloak again and, and, and wanders out, takes it off, come goes back to being Runcorn in the in the elevator to try and get to Hermione, and he runs into Arthur Weasley, and there's just this good description of like he got a look from Arthur Weasley that he'd never felt before, because he's you know, because he is presenting as Runcorn. Um, and that like the little thing they they share where Arthur gives him a piece of his mind, uh and and Harry is like, you know, you're being watched, right? But he has, has to do it in like a way that sounds believably Runcorn ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was cute. I thought that was like a good, a finally, like interesting use of the Polyjuice stuff in this scene, really. Because um, so far it had just been like a hitman disguise, more or less. Like, yeah, it just lo- I think it's good. Like, we've had so much Polyjuice, like mm-hmm. so much. This is the third time in this book. Um, yeah, and and so it's like fun to see the like hijinks of Harry talking to someone as someone else that he yeah. that he knows. Um yeah. it did it did make me ask some questions about Arthur Weasley that don't really re- <laughs> yes. that don't really relate to the scene itself. Uh-huh. Um the ministry is Nazi Germany now. Yeah. That's not subtle. No. Right? Like that's just what's happening. 
It's weird that Arthur just goes to work, but for the Nazis now. <laughs> and and like I yeah. feel what it's trying to do because it's like he so so Ron as Reg is also in the elevator and he like he's all wet. He couldn't figure out how to like get the the office to stop raining so that he could help mm-hmm. his wife, his like fake wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arthur is like kind, kind to him. He's like kind to the you know custodian, and he's like, "Did you try this spell that worked for so and so?" But it really feels like he's just like he's the guy trying to work from within the government to make th- to change <laughs> things from the inside. <laughs> but it's it's the Nazis now, like that. Like yeah. that's what he. That is what he's doing. He's go. He's working like a desk job for for nazis yeah it's it's because like part of me was like oh well he's he's a spy right he needs to keep his job there he's a spy for the resistance and i remembered like well but his job isn't really related to anything important he's just like a desk jockey like you you mentioned to me it was like like kingsley is like actively sabotaging stuff from the inside right because he actually has like a position of power in the in the ministry right and he's like putting, um, and putting out like false leads and stuff for order members and like funneling yeah. information to the order um yeah but arthur like he's like a kind of like a molder type figure <laughs> at the ministry right like he's down in the basement um and doesn't like get told anything or have any influence. He's not playing the game. He's not playing the spy game. No, he's because especially because like his job is one that sh- probably shouldn't exist at this point. Like his his job is like making sure muggles don't get hurt. Right. By by wizarding artifacts and stuff. Right. Uh, it seems like that would be maybe the first department that gets cut as soon as Voldemort takes over. Maybe. I mean, that seems, seems like, like they it might... would be like kind of a good, good thing to have had happened for the sake of the story, right? It's like Arthur lost his job. Yeah. Voldemort just got rid of that. Or Arthur, like you know, quit his job on principle or something, right? Like, like it's yeah, it's it's very odd. It it puts him. I I don't think it's like intentionally trying to be like. A, a great example of like the banality of evil or whatever, but it sure comes off that way, right? Right, but like, I well, think it's because it literally wasn't considered at all. Like, I, no, exactly, I, I think the yeah. problem is is that she wants it to be Nazi Germany, but only in the office where Umbridge is and in the court. <laughs> yeah, there are two rooms where Nazi stuff is happening. The rest is fine. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's very. It's clumsy, for sure. It's a cute scene, but yeah, like you say, it raises some questions about, like, wait a minute, why are you here? What do you do? What do you do day to day now at the at the Nazi office? I mean, what's with all the people that are lined up in desks in front of Umbridge's office folding propaganda pamphlets? Like, who are those yes. people? Is he doing that? Is that what his department's become? Is is he is he sending out the propaganda? I don't I don't know like what his his job is anymore because because it it seems like the protecting muggles and like hiding, you know, uh, hunting down dark artifacts stuff. Both of those seem like things that are, are good now to the wizard Nazis. So is he like planting dark artifacts now? Did they just reverse what his job is? (laughs) Hey, can you go put some more dark artifacts in places just to fuck with people? (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
it's 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 odd. I don't know. I don't know what his what his job is anymore. Just, uh, just raises some questions. I think. Totally. Um, but it is you know it is it is a cute character moment. I think it's like the one, like the Polyjuice stuff is just so bad in this book. Um, you know we we've we've talked a lot about how you know a lot of the fun magical items in this series have sort of been stripped of having any meaning other than like their function to the the story in like the most literal sense. Right. Um, and what bothers me here is that like, like aside from this scene where Harry has to like act as someone else and, 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 you know, take in the reactions that someone else he knows is giving him at, you know, while, while polyjuiced, there's a bit here that's just so it feels like polyjuice has just become this like uh um lampshade for like well I've got to get these characters into this this building somehow because in Chamber of Secrets polyjuice potion had a very hard time limit in this book now uh Harry is talking about how oh Hermione's going to be stuck in this meeting for hours if I don't go and get her and it's like it's not because he's worried that her cover's going to get blown. It's just that, like, it's not part of the plan, right? And I don't... I, like, this is a critic. This is one of those criticisms I, like, I sort of, like, loathe making, because I'm like, well, who cares about the time limit? It's, you know, it's a story. Time compresses or whatever. I'm like, no! The characters aren't even gesturing towards the idea that the Polyjuice can run out anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's just, like... I, I, I guess... I guess they maybe they must be drinking it when we're not looking or something, but it's, it, it feels very weird that the polyjuice potion is now just like your free forever disguise card. Yeah. I mean, it's odd that it doesn't, doesn't even come up as a problem that they've solved. Um, right. I, I am continually surprised by how much Moody has come up in this book, like more <laughs> than any other book ever, because in Goblet of Fire, <laughs> it was Barty Crouch Jr. And I don't the think anybody time. knows that. Um, but I, I just am like surprised that they're not like, oh, we have a, have a, we have a flask of Polyjuice Potion for when it runs out. Constant vigilance. <laughs> the one time that bringing Moody back up would make sense here. Is is missing, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's completely baffling. But yeah, there's it's nothing said like, oh, Hermione is so good at potions that she whipped up a, a way to make it last longer. Or like Harry remembered something the Half Blood Prince book said about like you can get an extra three hours if you stir it counterclockwise or something. like like anything to lampshade this idea because it's just missing. The time limit thing is just missing now. I'm sure that when we get out of this chapter, they're going to turn back into their normal selves just in the nick of time. And Ron will say, like, blimey, if we had spent another minute in there, we would have been toast. But, like, it, that, that's not <laughs> enough. That's that's not good enough, I don't think. No. I, Harry, Harry, Harry literally says, oh, she's going to be in that meeting for hours, probably. And doesn't say, like, fuck, she's going to get get found out, right? Yeah, the polyjuice is really boring. I I I'm I can't believe it's been used three times now. And will be used again. <laughs> I know that they polyjuice to get back into the ministry later. They I think there's the heist to get into the Gringotts, right? Because Her- Hermione's gonna be Bellatrix. Or 
Oh. Maybe that's a movie-only yeah. special. Yeah, but, you're right. But it, yeah. Is, it is Gringotts. I mean, it might as well be the same fucking thing. <laughs> it's, it's the same plan. Yeah. It's... It's... I'm surprised by how effective it is. I like. I know we said this last week, but I I do like kind of the idea of the like security theater here at the ministry. But it, it's it's ineffective, right? It's there. It's mm-hmm. there to feel safer, not to actually be safer. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but but it is bizarre that nobody seems to know what polyjuice is, especially with just how <laughs> like how constant it has been. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you would think that if polyjuice is this easy to use as a as a uh, as a trick that the ministry might have some sort of like anti-polyjuice measure in place. Or at least when when they start to be found out like you'd think that everyone would immediately know what's going on. Or even in this like era of paranoia, people would be thinking about that. It's it's leaving some real like invasion of the body snatchers stuff on the table, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you could you could easily spin up some like polyjuice paranoia. Yeah, but like, it's it's very it's very funny that our characters know it exists and use it constantly, and no one else seems to know. Uh, it's not like it's some like magic ancient magic that only they know about. It's not like it's the um, the Hapless Prince's book like Muffliato that's like a this is a well known thing. I don't think I'd even be bringing it up if it didn't happen. Like, so frequently, right? Like, if she didn't want to write a story about people being paranoid about that, then that's fine. But it just sure seems like it's created a world where anyone can appear as anyone else at any time. (laughs) And I feel like that might have some consequences. For for fairly minimal effort. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to get a piece of their hair or, like, DNA or whatever... So you need to be in some sort of proximity to them, I guess. That's the hard part. But other than that, it's like, uh, you have to drink a kind of stinky potion. Yep. Well, no, it's not stinky anymore. It doesn't have a time limit. Oh, that's right. And it's not stinky that's anymore. Right. It was only stinky because right. Crab and Goyle are ugly. Oh, that's right. Yeah, if it's a hot person, the potion's nice. Mm-hmm. Right, I forgot about this. I wonder what the runcorn potion tastes like. I feel like it came up. It's been it's been two weeks since I read the chapter before, so I don't remember. I think it goes out of its yeah. way to point out that Mafalda is like normal. Like the potion wasn't <laughs> gross. Just normal a potion. normal lady. Just just drinking a LaCroix mm-hmm. to, turn, mm. to turn into Mafalda. <laughs> and speaking of uh, important images in the series being reused with, mm. uh, with all of their meanings stripped apart. Hey, look what it is! It's a uh, it's a Patronus. The Patronuses are here. So we're in the we're in the spooky courtroom, and there's a Patronus. Bridge has one that makes a force field. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty sick. That's pretty sick. Uh, that's that's a powerful Patronus, and we learn exactly why the Patronus is so powerful. Yeah, we sure do. Um, <laughs> I have to find the line. I think that this line is probably the single most like, like th- like this. It feels so amateurish, right? Like I feel like I'm reading an airport paperback, and I don't mean that in a mean way. But I'm just like, you know, it sets the scene, and it's and it's horrible, right? Like there's this poor woman, and she's being interrogated, and and um, and I think it's like it's a very it's it's kind of effective in that it puts um it. it 
plays up on the idea, like the fandom idea that everyone, everyone wants to get their Hogwarts letter, right? Like that's the cliche Mm -hmm. of the Harry Potter fandom is like, where's my Hogwarts letter? Um, And so, so we have this character here, Mrs. Cattermole and she's a muggle born and she's kind of like telling her story. And she's like, I, I went to Diagon Alley. The wand chose me and Umbridge is just horrible. She's so evil. And she's like, who did you steal the wand from? No, you didn't. You're not a witch. And it it's um it it tugs at your heartstrings, right? Like it's it's pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. It's obviously gesturing at some like real life horrible, horrible shit. Um and 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 Harry, you know, is is observing all of this. He goes over and and sees that the um that where Umbridge and Yaxley and Hermione are sitting are not affected by the the like torment of the Dementors and this is what his internal monologue says it was warm and comfortable here the Patronus he was sure was Umbridge's and it glowed brightly because she was so happy here in her element upholding the twisted laws she had helped to write <laughs> again just a sentence too much. Yeah, you, I, this is such a nitpick. This is like like the tiniest, tiniest nitpick. But I do think it's important because I just, I get it. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. totally get it. There's this horrible torture interrogation happening. Umbridge is sitting there with the, with the Patronus out that we know you cast by thinking happy thoughts. I got, I got mm-hmm. it. I'm, I'm yeah. fully like... That's like, that's like, like fifth grade book report, reading comprehension stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that's, that's the thing that makes it weird, right? Like it, it, when, when I was saying that this chapter felt like amateurish and like un, unpolished, it's like, that is the kind of thing that you like either write in your first draft so you can keep track of your themes, right? JK Rowling is good at writing good at like doing that kind of thing usually right or or at least has the appearance of of being good at that kind of thing there are lots of like little fun characterful characterful details uh in 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 the series that are brisk and breezy and like give you that kind of you know uh, uh deeper information if you think about it for more than two seconds it's like a lack of confidence in the audience seven books in to like pick up on your stuff, right? Yeah, I get that she's twisted, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's so weird too, because Umbridge is like the most hated character in all of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. um, purely on book five. So it's, it's, it, you don't need to establish it here either. Everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's really strange. Um, I guess... I'll jump ahead because I think this is like a good place to put this because it is a similar kind of criticism. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is another line in here that kind of does the same thing. And although I don't think it is as bad a line, it makes me way more mad, which is when they're escaping. Yeah. Um, and, and Harry is like being action movie hero, right. With his cool Patronus. And it's Mm -hmm. like very, um, very indulgent right like it's like the the mighty stag like a standing guard between the poor prisoners and the evil dementors and all this stuff and they're trying to escape um and uh hermione and like they're there with like the muggleborns or whatever and harry says as many as we can muster do yours hermione and she like 
says like ex- ex- she kind of stutters and nothing happens. And then Harry says, "This is dialogue to <laughs> Mrs. Cattermole. It's the only yeah. spell she has or ever has trouble with. Bit unfortunate, really. Come on, Hermione." Just a insufferable line. Yeah, what is Harry's deal here? Like, fuck off, Harry. But second, <laughs> like, I, again, I know what the Patronus is. This is, like, mm-hmm. well, well established. That Hermione, like, stutters and fails to cast it on the first try. I got it. I do not, I do not need that explained to me. <laughs> like... I, I like, and she's there, and like through the whole thing, it's like, yeah, I get it because she's sitting there disguised as someone else. She knows that could be her. She's Muggleborn, and then she's leaving the horrible torture interrogation and mm-hmm. can't cast the happiness spell. I, I fucking got it. <laughs> I'm picking it up. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> It'd be like if in Star Wars, every time someone wanted to like, you know, cut something with a lightsaber, a character said like, here, cut it with your lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I know that the lightsaber can do that. I it, trust me. I, I I've I've seen enough of these to know. Yeah, we're seven books in. Yeah, yeah, and, and it what what makes it even more of a bummer is like it sort of robs the reader of the fun of picking up on that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like like you know, far be it for me to like in, endorse you know, hilarious uh, DAE posting on Reddit. But like, <laughs> if if uh, if we didn't have that line that was like, hey, oh, that Patronus, it must be powerful because Umbridge loves doing evil shit so much and she's doing it right now. Like, if it didn't have that line, there would be so many people going like, oh, did anyone else catch that, that, <laughs> that uh, you know, Umbridge's Patronus was working so well because she was being an evil bitch in this scene? <laughs> Like, like that. That's that's fun. That's the that's why reading is fun, right? Like, <laughs> you get to you get to piece that kind of thing together and learn about the characters and come to your own conclusions and not just have everything told to you, uh, like that. It's uh, it's a shame, really, because I think that that one in particular is like that's an obvious one. That's just like, yeah, just let let the reader figure that one out. You know, like we had a whole book about casting Patronuses <laughs> and what that symbolized. Uh-huh. Yeah, we don't need it explained to us like this. Yeah, it's 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 a shame to like rob the audience of the ability to like notice that stuff themselves. I guess because because it's yeah, it is obvious and it's but it's fun. It's fun to feel to feel like you're doing the detective work, reading a book, right? Yeah, and it it really kind of inverts the effect, at least for me. And I'm I'm like I'm not trying to be petty, and like. I enjoy airport novels, right? Like I yeah. have read, I have read plenty of Star Wars books. They definitely have lines like this. I have right? read all of the Halo novels. Yeah, I've... I've read, you know, Stephen King books. I've read, you know, all sorts <laughs> of like random We love Dan Brown here at yes. the at the Shrieking Shack. Dan Brown it is just like cover to cover lines like mm-hmm. this, right? Mm-hmm. Um that's that's all good, but I know that Harry Potter doesn't have to be like this because this is kind of the first time it has been, mm-hmm. at least at the density that it is, right? right? Like where it just gets you these real groaners, I guess, mm-hmm. where it's like, I 
I'm on board. I get it that she's being twisted. I like I understand that she's ca- casting the happiness spell, but as soon as as soon as that line is there in her element upholding the twisted laws she had helped to write, <laughs> I'm not feeling it anymore. I'm just like <laughs> rolling my eyes kind of. Well, it really goes back to what I was saying earlier about how like, you know, I I have a I have an appreciation for that style, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not something you can dip into at your own convenience. Like, like either the either that is the story you're telling, you know, it, 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 the whole thing takes place in James Bond world, <laughs> or it's not. But you, like, you can't, you can't like slip into that style for one scene because it's it's it is an entirely it's almost a different like an entirely different language, right? Like it is. Mm-hmm. It is a it is an entirely different mode of, of storytelling, and it's very difficult to like transition in and out of it without it being glaringly obvious that something's different, right? Yeah, and I think like even the observations that Harry makes on our behalf, like about Umbridge's twisted laws, this is like action movie Harry, and they don't feel like observations that Harry would make. Like again, mm-hmm. this is just another character. I don't think Harry as the character that I understand him as like kind of amorphous as it is, I don't think that he sees that in his like this twisted law. <laughs> she helped write yeah. this twisted law. That's not him to me. No, it we, we've, we've made this comparison a lot, but I think this might be one of the strongest examples we've gotten of it so far. Um, this feels like screenplay writing. Mm. And, and, and I, I will say like if this umbrage description appeared in a screenplay it would be i would think it was much more appropriate because this is the this is the way screenplays are written because it's not you are you are trying to convey very strong broad emotions to the reader without any visuals right like like as you're describing a movie happening mhm the one i always think of is um the movie alien the first one mhm obviously the final product that's a very like muted slow burn horror movie right yeah the screenplay for that has some hilarious lines in it um (laughs) the first time the alien like fully appears uh uh, i i'm trying to remember the exact quote it's something like uh uh this this huge son of a bitch draws himself up to his full height and he's like nine feet tall. He's one powerful motherfucker or something. <laughs> and it's like, that's great because you are not, that is not what the final product is going to be. You are just describing this to the people working on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this Umbridge line is very similar to me where it's like, uh, that is the kind of outrageous one sentence description that you put in there because it's an important detail someone needs to translate into something more subtle right yeah because that's daniel radcliffe reacting to a horrible scene right Right. like that that is him being disgusted Mm -hmm. if for like 10 frames or whatever yeah 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 so like it was like i read that and i was like this this really does just feel like a screenplay um um but unfortunately it's here in the book and it just doesn't doesn't work it's weird to me that other than Harry observing the location of where the courtroom is, he doesn't, like, make the connection about how he was in kangaroo court. Well, he can't, because as soon, if, as soon as he remembers that, this entire metaphor falls apart. 
Like, like if if Harry remembered at any point that the Ministry was always corrupt and shitty and like fashy, this entire story falls apart. Because right now he is in shock at how all of these laws are being twisted. These twisted laws. These twisted laws. Yeah, he's if he remembers that, like, hey, wait a minute, the good the good minister uh, tried to pigeonhole me into uh, into perjury in this same room. It, it, the story wouldn't really have the same effect here. So so he can't. He just can't remember that. Yeah, that's weird. It's Does really J.K. Rowling not remember? It, this is the statue thing again, right? It's like, does J.K. Rowling remember what the ministry was in book five? It's so weird that they were the villain. Like, earnestly, for as bad as big swaths of book five are, like, I think that some of the most effective stuff for me was, like, the, like, sinister government like rat fucking of harry stuff mm-hmm. right like that stuff is pretty interesting yeah i mean i guess like the like jk rowling's worldview can't can't enable what she accidentally wrote which is a ministry mm-hmm. that acted that way necessarily became this ministry right like and harry's yeah. harry's not gonna look at this and be like oh of course this happened because they've right. been holding kangaroo court on me all along. Um, yeah. Like, of course this is the, this is the natural like evolution of that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. If, if Harry, if Harry made that connection, it would be a much more interesting story, but that's not the story J.K. Rowling's writing here. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm so fascinated by that. Like what happened to the book five, ministry like did they was was that all purely resting on their refusal to believe that voldemort exists and like as soon as they did recognize that he exists everything was fine like it's so Mm, weird how they did and they put scrimger in that's right recognized that voldemort existed but it still was bad yeah but mostly yeah. so that Harry could dunk on him and say that he was still <laughs> right. Dumbledore. And we didn't really get a whole lot of information about what they were doing. I mean, they were like arresting Falsely people arresting to people. like look like they were doing something. Yeah. Which is, again, very scary. Yeah. But like Harry. Yeah, this transition that they've had suddenly into like cartoon Nazi government is like... I I know that that is a realistic transition, right? Sure. Like, but but like Harry clearly doesn't. J.K. Rowling clearly doesn't. <laughs> and just assume, just 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 treats it like, oh, these are two completely different things. And I'm sitting here going like, mm, are they? What what? Yeah, it, it is really weird reading the Ministry now versus the Ministry in Book Five, both cast as villains. Uh, but Harry just forgot about it in between, I suppose. We just need to get some good, good guys in there to write some good laws. Like Hermione. (laughs) No more twisted laws. No. I don't want any more twisted laws. I would just like some good laws, please. (laughs) Yeah, it is, it is very confusing. Um, even more confusing politically i think is the thing that sets harry off in this scene like this makes me so mad 
Yeah, do you want to do you want to walk us through this? Yeah, so I already I already kind of set the scene with how horrible this like trial is, right? It's it's disturbing. It's messed up. Um Harry's seeing it and he's like, "Ah, oh, these twisted laws. I hate this." Um but there's this <laughs> this moment where Hermione says, "Oh, your locket's really pretty. What's that?" stand for what's the s stand for and she says oh selwyn that's one of the pureblood families i'm related to uh i'm related to most of them um it's a family heirloom and 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 while harry you know he could tolerate the horrific state violence that he's witnessing (laughs) however he draws the line at lying about jewelry and goes and goes sicko mode after hearing this hypocritical lie. Okay, first of all, the dis- I will say the description of him stunning Umbridge here and her like Gary's mod ragdolling <laughs> against the the, uh, the the banister very funny. Yeah. Um. But but the what I don't understand about this scene, and I went and looked online, and also it seems like people who write like the wiki entries and stuff for this chapter don't really know, understand like, like why this is such a big deal because the lie she's telling isn't bolstering her pure blood cred even, which is what Harry seems to be reacting to. It's just like, how, you know, how, how dare you lie to like advance your placement in wizard society or whatever. She's downplaying it because it's slytherin's locket and like slytherin is the guy right yeah but she said it's selwyn's locket so she's clearly lying to like keep it on the down low that she has slytherin's locket Mm -hmm. so i don't know why harry is quite so incensed about this lie specifically like there's a lot to be incensed about in this scene, but like that's a really odd one to pick, I think. I mean the line is so funny too, is Umbridge's lie that brought the blood surging into Harry's brain and obliterated his sense of caution that the locket she had taken as a bribe from a petty criminal was being used to bolster her own pure blood credentials. Can't stand for yeah. that. Yeah. It's cause she's not bolstering her pure blood credentials. She's personally happy that she has Slytherin's locket, but she's lying about what it is, so no one else goes like, "Hey, can I have that?" It's, I, 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 again, this feels like first draft stuff. It's like where, why, why does this piss Harry? Does Harry doesn't know any Selwyns? It's not like it's not I like Harry's like, oh, yeah, we, I, the fuck I don't is know Selwyn? <laughs> yeah, it's not a name we know anything about. It's not like a. It's not like like oh. Harry knew that the Selwyns had gone through hard times and had been tortured, and now Umbridge was here claiming that uh, there's nothing like that. It's just like, oh, I'm so pissed off at you that you're not a Selwyn, you're an Umbridge. That's two different letters. (laughs) Yeah, I, I truly don't understand why that is the catalyst for this very, entirely very clumsy action sequence. I mean, he's... 
He's like the the thing that he's witnessing is truly horrific. Like I think I think it's effective. I I don't know yeah. that it's good, um, or that it's what this story needs. But I'm like, yeah. I this- think, like you said, it pulls on heartstrings. But it's similar to many other things. It is just reminding you of real world things that happened, right? Yeah, but to have Harry. <laughs> be in that scene and have this be the thing that sets him off it's kind of the mundungus choke slam all over again to me <laughs> yeah it's like harry you don't even care that you, you didn't even like this stuff and neither did Sirius. <laughs> it's it's really i mean it, i mean it's it, I'll, I'll i'll cut right to it and say this is like classic liberal like like point like thinking pointing out hypocrisy is gonna work right like it's, yeah. it's just like the the like, uh, did you know that Hitler was not Aryan all the way? It's just like <laughs> Hitler had brown hair. Like, fuck off. He, he yeah, was a not, he did not have blonde hair and blue eyes. Like, checkmate Hitler. Like, I, that's all this is. It's it sucks. <laughs> it doubles down on it too with that line I mentioned earlier about the like, oh, their blood is pure, purer than yours i dare say right it's like oh okay that's not really the issue here but sure did harry go <laughs> okay. hang out at the at the fenrir brayback like improv troupe i like again <laughs> like there's that dialogue coming back isn't it yeah 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 fuck it's a very <laughs> where does harry learn i dare say shall when, three he... become four harry shall three become four i dare say <laughs> it would be cromulent if that happened <laughs> What a splendiferous occasion that would be. Yeah. <laughs> I was so disappointed by this whole, like, aside aside from him ragdolling Umbridge, which is very funny, um, the, this, like, scene where he rallies all of these, um, these, like, uh, muggle-borns who are waiting to be questioned... And is like, all right, follow me. We are going all the way out of the ministry and everything will be fine because we have a ghost stag here. Is even by like this, you know, obviously it's a it's a it's an action fantasy novel or whatever. This felt a little ludicrous to me. And I was like, I was waiting for them all to get mowed down. Cause like the obvious thing that I thought was gonna happen here was like he's gonna he's going to play the hero like he always does. And then he's going to get all these people killed. And instead it just sort of works. Yeah. Why does it work? Why does it work? Why does this work? He, he, he like, we know that there are multiple floors down even, right? Like, I mean like the setting in this, in this chapter becomes baffling by the end. Like, like what, once we get to the atrium, I have lost all sense of place in this chapter. But this idea that he, like, busts these people out of jail, basically, and is just like, okay, follow me, we're leaving. Like, it, like it, part of me is like, okay, I, I appreciate, it's it's the one, it, it's almost a good character moment for Harry. Because I'm like, yeah, that is his trait, is he he plays the hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, that can get him into trouble. But, like, that doesn't work if the other shoe doesn't drop, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's so weird, because it, without that other shoe dropping, without without this going wrong, it just, it, similar to, like, the, like, did you know that Hitler didn't have blonde hair, even, thing? It's It, it feels very much like a, if I was, if I stumbled across a concentration camp, I would simply free them, right? Like, it's, it's, it, it's 
naive to the point of ludicrousness, I think. Yeah, and even if it was just going to have that moment that is, like, purely, like, power fantasy, goofy action sequence, it's not very good at it. Like, it's not very, it's not right. exciting. It's not Right, fun. that's the other part. It, it, if, it, like, if, if, it, and, like, I'm not saying that it, it, it couldn't be that. Like, if, if we flipped this the other way around, it was like, okay, if they just, like, went out guns blazing through the ministry to save these, these muggle-born guys, that would whip, I think. But that's also not what happens, right? Like, no, no one, no one, like, loads their AK and is like, all right, we're getting out of here. Like, like, that would be sick. I mean, frankly, I don't know what happens. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah. This escape, other than some, some, like, clear images where they're trying to make the Patronus being really cool is, like, standing very stately, like, in front of everyone. And, and like, clearly it's, like, trying to play up this idea that Harry's very good at, at doing the the Patronus and it's like super, mm-hmm. super, super cool, super epic. It's like awesome. Uh, and I get that. But other than that, I have no clue what's happening. And, and we talked about this briefly, but I read it when I was pretty tired and I was like, uh, maybe I just wasn't like in the headspace for an action sequence. Mm-hmm. I went back through it and I'm just like, I have no, nothing is anchoring me to like the, the events of their escape other than I know that they, like there was some confusion in like the main atrium and some people yeah. were like, stop them. And then Harry was like, no. And then they left. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is nonsense at this point. Like, uh, th- and, and this is also the part where like the, uh, the heist slash action movie angle really plays against this is because when you're writing a sequence like that, nothing is more important than like the the setting mm-hmm. right like if you are writing a heist story knowing where the characters are so you have context for like how the plan is going is like that is paramount right you can't have an escape sequence an escape sequence is is showing you the entrance sequence in fast forward right mm-hmm. like like uh, you know, I mean, like Star Wars is excellent at this, right? The the original Star Wars, New Hope, like they go in the Death Star, they sneak around the Death Star for a fucking hour or whatever, and then they shoot their way out through all the locations that you've just been through. Yeah. And you know where they are relative to the hangar because you've seen all of those rooms before. Kind of doesn't work in this when we just sort of nebulously go from like the elevator to the hallway to the fireplaces? To the big it, room with the statue, I guess, is where the big conflict happens. And Yaks is there yeah. and he's like, seal the exits. But I guess it he doesn't? Or it doesn't work? Or, it, or Harry's it, like, no, Harry don't. yells no loud enough that they don't. It, it's like, because they, they, well, the fireplaces are the in the foyer, right? Near the statue? Guess that's where everyone comes to work? Yeah, I assume that's where they are. Which is where, which is where they started, but like it, I, yeah, it just, it, there, there is a real lack of a sense of place in this scene, which is, which is disastrous for a scene like this. I, I guess there's this, like, uh, like there's a sense of place issue for sure. And there's also like a sense of time kind of, because <laughs> yes. it, it plays mm-hmm. this like long sort of like comedy sequence of Mrs. Cattermole seeing who he, who she thinks is her husband, but it's Ron 
and they do like <laughs> right. this kind of like mistaken identity routine but they I, get through like half of who's on first it's like three pages right and i'm like what is everyone else doing like because at the same time it's like this escape uh presumably there are dementors that are chasing them there's a mm-hmm. big patronus in the in the main area mm-hmm. there's like death eaters running all over the place and i'm like yeah are they just having this conversation in a bubble outside of time? <laughs> Again, this feels very much like it's the screenplay. Mm, like, mm-hmm. like, like these are quick cutaway jokes in the middle of an action sequence. And I think they would work quite well for that. Sure. But they don't work as a written scene here because we, we have no sense of place. We kind of have no, like you say, like no real good sense of time spent like this. The, the scene between Ron and and uh, uh, the guy's wife is like it's multiple paragraphs. Like it's not a it's not qu- a quick quip. It's a long it's a long drawn out like gag sequence. It's uh, it it takes some space in in the story. It's a little confusing. I, um, I would I would like one exchange. Like I would I would like her to be like oh Reg and like and then he's like uh, it's not me Polyjuice. That's all. It, like, I, like again. That's like the. Does yeah. anybody know what Polyjuice is? Because like that should just yeah. be, have her go like, oh, right. There's one. I, there is one joke I like in here. Mm. Uh, the 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 part where uh, um, she asks him, uh, "Why are you so wet?" and he just says, "Water." Like that's <laughs> funny. Like, that's that's a funny joke. That's a I like that's that. a written for Rupert Grint line for sure. Absolutely, a hundred percent. I can, I can completely see him doing that. But yes, it is uh, like, like that, and like that's the snappiness that the scene needs, right? Um, is uh, not, not this like extended mistaken identity gag that honestly just makes the wife seem really stupid. Because like, by the time the second Reg shows up. And she's like still clinging to Ron, and Ron is going like, "No, I'm not your husband." And she's like, "Oh, but Reg." It's like, okay, what what's the joke here? Is the joke that the wife's dumb? Because this is getting weird. Yeah, it just goes on too. It just doesn't work in the way that it's like presented in this scene. It's just too confusing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a real botch job of an action sequence, unfortunately, which is too bad because like, you know. Like I said, if they wanted to leave the ministry guns blazing, I'm not. I'm not against that. That idea. That sounds fun. But like, that's not really what happens. Harry just owns his way out uh, with a sick burn and gets everyone to safety. Yeah, it's it's got some like cool action sequence ideas. Like I, I think that J.K. Rowling yeah. definitely has those. Even though I'm sure that I've criticized them in previous books, where I'm like, ah, this is clearly written for the movie. Um, mm-hmm. It has some of those, and I think, like, the Patronus stuff is very strong. But, like, it's cool, you know? Like, I don't know, a big stag made of light guiding them, like, to out of the ministry is, like, a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't sell it. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Stupid Hermione um, can't cast one. Stupid Hermione <laughs> sucks at it, saying it out loud to someone she's never met. <laughs> um. Oh, speaking of Hermione... There is something I would like to talk about here. Mm. That the, the more I think about it, the more insane it becomes. Mm. Um, there's there's a brief moment before the escape happens 
where he says, Hermione, we're surrounded by Dementors. And she goes, I know that, Harry, but if she wakes up and the locket's gone, I need to duplicate it. Jimmy Neo, there, that should fool her. We are seven books in, and we are just now learning that you can just, like, Oblivion duplicate stuff. (laughs) There's a dupe glitch in Harry Potter. That seems powerful. That, That seems really powerful. Hermione just knows how to do the Oblivion dupe glitch in real life. And I guess that's never come up before. That's wild. (laughs) No one even comments. Harry doesn't even comment on it being like, wow, just like the other fake lock. This this is the third fake locket. What is the incantation? Geminio. G-E-M-I-N-I-O. Oh, Geminio. I get it. Duh, twins. The Dublin charm. Does it ever come up ever again? The Dublin charm is a charm used to duplicate an object, creating an exact replica of that object. It can also be used to curse an object into multiplying repeatedly when touched. Whenever it is called the Gemino Curse. The Dublin charm was invented with a pair by a pair of reclusive twin witches who used it to create duplicates of every item inside their mansion in which they lived together their whole lives. After their deaths, their relatives finally learned of this practice, covering two duplicated sets of handwritten instructions for the spell, one left by each twin. I'm sorry, but that actually rules. That No, that's so much more interesting than anything <laughs> that happens with the spell. That's so, that's that's cute. so cool. That's adorable. That's like a, sh- I that's love like that. a short story I want to read. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Uh, that's from Wonderbook, Book of Spells. Um... Mm. And I guess the Gemino curse comes up in um, in the uh, Wizards Unite mobile game ah. as a uh, a curse that you have to lift from various foundables. Um, there was much debate over whether a copy created with the doubling charm held as much value as the original, as the two items were impossible to tell apart at first, being okay. identical to one another. However, okay. over time, the copy tended to rot or tarnish more quickly than the original, making it possible to identify eventually. Because of this, the replicas created through this charm are considered to have no value or worth. <laughs> That's, that is... Delightful. I I love all of that. Mm-hmm. Would love for any of that to appear before Hermione says, "Wait a minute, I know how to create a double." So so Umbridge won't suspect anything, and we don't have to deal with this plot thread anymore. Okay, here we go. Done. So here there are two uses of the spell in in the actual in books. The books. Okay. One Hermione Granger spells by Hermione creating exactly what of the locket. Instance two, employees at Gringotts Wizarding Bank, employees cast this curse as well as the flagrant curse on all of the valuable objects within the Lestrange vault when Harry, Ron, and Hermione entered the vault in order to retrieve the cup, the treasures multiplied repeatedly and nearly crushed them. (laughs) So. That's cuter, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, would, would, would love for this to ever have mattered. That seems like something that they, you could have planted in a charms class scene early on. That like like just I don't know an aside in book three or something. Just like oh, in charms we were they were learning how to do the the dupli- duplicating charm and Ron fucked his up and turned his uh, butterfly into a caterpillar or something. I don't know. Like that that just, please just plant this stuff a little earlier than right the second it's needed. I I like the spell. It's really cute. It's, that that Gemini twin story is adorable. I love that. 
I like that a lot. I like the idea that you can duplicate anything, but the thing, the like duplicate will break or like fuck up. Yeah. Can you duplicate a PlayStation? Do you think? <sighs> you you like hey okay like you know this won't work after tonight, but we we will be able to land Halo <laughs> if I duplicate all these Xboxes. It'll work for at least twenty four hours. That rules. Yeah, that rocks. I love that. I'm I mean I'm in I'm into the actual spell. It's just dropped so unceremoniously here as like a okay, this 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 resolves this plot thread thing. I wonder how long silly. it lasts. Like like in the instance of like Umbridge's locket, it says like maybe it'll tarnish or whatever. But Umbridge yeah. like why would Umbridge look at that and be like, oh, this is a duplicate? She would just be like, oh, it's kind of it's getting rusty. It's old. Yeah. And yeah, does does it can you clean it? You know, can you restore? Yeah, so many questions. I I love the spell though. I feel like the wizarding world looking at that spell and presumably calling the like wizard gamut to decide if duplicated stuff has any value, and then to have mm-hmm. them say like, nope, it's it it is has no value because it breaks like more easily. Mm-hmm. I think that's a leap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, like. I don't know. Oh, there's so many, there's so many fun things you can do with that idea. If, if it was in the story earlier, right? Like maybe, maybe that's like a whole market for stuff. Like, yeah, this, you know, I, I got a firebolt, but it's a, uh, you know, it's an illegally Gemini <laughs> twinned one and uh, it'll only work for. See, I want like a yeah. short story or something. That's like, that's yeah. great. I love that. Yeah. Like black, black market goods being circulated that are, you know, like either, uh, 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 duplicated on the, on the low or they're like intent. They, they like tell you up front, like, Hey, this thing is good, but it is a duplicate. So it won't last as long. There's so many cool things you can do with that. I love it. What if it's like a rental system, like, like a broomstick rental place, but it's like, it's like you can rent a broom, you can rent a firebolt for the week or whatever, but, but we take it back after a week because it like breaks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. God, there's so many cool things you can do with that idea that will never appear. Yeah, anyway, it was really well, boring here because it's just like, oh, Hermione, <laughs> like, oh, Hermione can just make an exact duplicate, huh? Yeah, it really tickles my brain, though. I like, I like, I like all the stuff you could do with that idea. Was, <clears throat> was the locket that Regulus planted a duplicate in the same way, or was it just a mm. different locket? I don't know. I don't know if we... Because I don't know if it ever mentions anything about it being more tarnished. Maybe when Harry gets a chance to, like, look at the real Slytherin lock, he says, like, oh, he noticed it was, you know, less rusty than the the one Regulus had placed in the basin. Hmm. I don't know, though. Yeah, maybe, maybe Regulus went and got another locket because he knew that uh, the, the the Gemini thing was detectable. Oh, there's so many interesting things you can do with that uh, idea that that I don't think are. Th- hey, f- big shout out to Wonderbook for that one. That's adorable. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a good one. Um, maybe he could. Maybe he knew it would rust too fast in the in the bone hurting juice. In the goop, yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you see the thing someone sent us where you can buy a replica of the of the goop tray? Yeah. That's a that's quite a quite a souvenir i don't know i don't know maybe maybe get that and drink some drink some monster out of it uh, some <laughs> some green some green juice drink some midori midori shot in the in the, in the bone hurting juice shell yeah hell fucking yeah 
Yum, yum. Mm, melon. <laughs> oh, God. Is there anything else in this chapter you want to talk about? Or or is that, is that kind of exhausting? It, it was not, wasn't very long. It was just kind of like fucked around the office, fucked around in the, in the court. And that was more or less the end of it. Uh, do you know if the picture was of Grindelwald or of Doge? I think it's supposed to be Grindelwald. Um, the only reason I remember that is because I remember when Johnny Depp was first cast as Grindelwald in the first Fantastic Beast movie at the end. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was like, Grindelwald is supposed to have curly hair. That's really funny. But I, I don't. Maybe he I changed say, his hair. Yeah, he just got a shitty undercut instead. <laughs> don't judge. We've all been there. Yeah, I uh I I think it's Grindelwald, but I'm 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 not 100% sure. I have a very hard time caring about any of the Dumbledore lore stuff that comes up. <sighs> He's dead. Yeah, no kidding. He had he had he had his chance to be an interesting character and he blew it. Yeah. <laughs> he should have told us this stuff before he died. <laughs> yeah, all those parts where Harry's like, "Damn, I never asked him anything interesting while he was alive." I'm like, "Yeah, no fucking shit." Oh, damn. Shit. That sucks. Damn. <laughs> That's a shame. It's a shame we had to read all that uninteresting stuff first. Oh, now we have to read all of it in the form of exposition that doesn't oh, really darn. have anything to do with what's actually going on. Yeah. It's also very funny to me, because Harry didn't take the book, did he? He put it back on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Is he just going to keep on conveniently running into copies of the book <laughs> so. in places and just being like, oh, <laughs> I guess I'll read another piece of this. That'd be so funny. Oh, it's just like running into the same book over and over again in Skyrim. <laughs> just reading it again. You're like, oh, I got a different skill point this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's all I have on this chapter. Um, I think taking the two heist chapters as a whole, I'm like, I'm still just like obligated to be like, well, I'm at least glad there was some heist movie bullshit in here. Yeah, I'm at least but like a little bit entertained, I guess. It was more exciting than anything we've had in this book so far, but overall kind of a weird wash, especially the end of this chapter, which just like loses all sense of place and becomes very confusing and doesn't seem to like have any point at all. Like, like it would like, it, it's kind of a rock and hard place because like it would have been, it's lame as is that, like, he just managed to get everyone out with this stupid plan. It would have been equally, I think, predictable and lame if they had all died and Harry was like, oh, I shouldn't have played the hero again. Like, like there's kind of kind of no no good exit, I think, on this one. Yeah, there's, there's kind of this weird moment like halfway through when Harry is um he, he they like they've been separated and Harry thinks to himself like oh I, f I I feel like we were so stupid right like we planned for for weeks mm -hmm. and we were so childish we didn't even like everything like we didn't actually consider what it was actually going to be like we are children we are now separated mm -hmm. this is this is doomed right um which is, like, that's, like, a direction you could go, I guess. Although I do wonder what they were, like, talking about for weeks. And I guess that's the frustrating part, is that we aren't actually clued into what their plan was. So <laughs> if they, it's not, it's not like we had this idea of, like, here's how this is going to go down. Right, right. Oh, shit, we got separated. 
It's that right. like we there's an amorphous like idea that they had a plan, but I'm like, damn, they didn't they did not anticipate any of these extremely predictable events. Um <laughs> Right. And and then it's like but it also doesn't do that. It doesn't do the thing where it's like, oh, our plan was childish. We we are teenagers. Um, he becomes action hero Harry and succeeds. And and it's it is like a sort of rock in a hard place because I don't really want either of those. I don't want him to right. just like be cool cool Rambo, um, breaking people out of the ministry because <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's kind of boring. Um, but I also don't really want the like, oh, we were just children. We like we've got their blood on our hands. Right, yes, and then that's just like it... Department of Mysteries again. Yeah, yes, it's a story they've already done, and I don't really want to see that again. Especially when, like, the Department of Mysteries won for for all of its flaws, like, the consequence was, was serious. Black died, and that was something right. that But if, like, Mrs. Cattermole died, like, <laughs> that's right. sad, okay. but okay. I'm, I'm glad for the experiment purely as a reader, I think. Like, I'm, gl- I'm glad that something different happened, um, but I, d- I don't think it was super successful. Um, I, I do feel like I would be remiss not to point out that it is so bizarre that we get the scene and it's at the beginning of a Harry Potter book. It feels like the end of a fan fiction. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you were saying that, that this feels like a, it could lead to a better fanfic, right? Yeah, I have like almost a like weird fake nostalgia for it, not for what it is as a Harry Potter book, but it, it, uh, like... I'm really on board with people that thought this was fake because I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm reading very good fan fiction. And by good, I mean in the way that it is really mimicking JK Rowling's style while kind of mm-hmm. falling out of it. And and there's almost this illusion of a promise that fan fiction provides where you see stuff that would never happen in the canon. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Harry, Ron, Hermione wouldn't go to the ministry in the first the 12 chapters and do like a action hero escape with their cool Patronuses. Mm-hmm. And that almost has this like illusory promise of something of like the book being crazy and like doing fan fiction stuff that we know is going to happen because it's the real Harry Potter book. And it's just it's just kind of bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it doesn't go far enough to deliver on that, mm-hmm. right? Like it, 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 it. If this was the fan fiction version, like he would get a gun at the end of this or something, like, and it and it really would become an action movie reference or something. Yeah, like I don't know, he'd probably leave and like, um, he'd like meet up with Snape somewhere, and Snape would be like, "I have to tell, <laughs> I have to tell you about your like creature destiny. You're actually secretly like a you know a fairy from another realm, and you're gonna grow cool wings, and then like <laughs> y- you know like learn ma- like elemental magic that no one has ever seen before, and and bring balance to the force. But that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, the the, the 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 like alluring promise of something crazy happening is not here. <laughs> So it ends up just being kind of a bummer. Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, if we have exhausted everything to talk about on this chapter, I say we take a break and then crack our knuckles and get ready to make some posts. What do you say? That sounds great.
Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Uh, we have taken a week off, <laughs> and in between, our new friend Jack Sloper has racked up 62 <laughs> karma on Reddit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th- I thought about doing some posts and, and comments and stuff uh, in the meantime, but I figured st- it was better to leave it and see uh, how much we can do just, you know, on the show alone, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, 62 karma, not bad, isn't it? We, we need, we need 150 to get into Hufflepuff? Yeah, something like that. Um, our creature thread did better than I could have possibly imagined. Yeah, let's take a look. Is there, are there any, uh, any good, good comments? Uh, I, I saw. I think I saw some, some sneaky listeners I in there. I think we might have, yeah, I think we might have gotten some, uh, <laughs> Some listener, yeah, some someone uh, uh, t- uh, told us that Alan Rickman's cool voice mm-hmm. helps, and that's, a comment about Snape. That's right. And it, yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, I think I think I think we got a couple of. Uh, oh, we have a DM. Ooh, Hold on. Oh, hold the phone. What do we got here? <laughs> um. Hey, do you want Reddit gold thingy? I got so excited when I listened to the episode and thought Aww. maybe someone might actually want to do something fun with the weird internet points I got. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe we might we might want to take them up on this. I, I don't really remember what Reddit gold does other than... Gets you into gets the gold room. Gets you into ro- the special gold room. The, yeah. the Wizarding World gold subreddit. I'm sorry. I'm reading. Th- I, I, I love this. I don't know if this. I okay. I don't know if this is funny or if this is a uh, listener reply <laughs> or a or a um a, a genuine one. So you know how we had that comment on the uh uh the the Cedric scene. Oh yeah. And we yeah. asked we asked <laughs> if people prefer the movie or the uh-huh. the, the book version. Right. The scene where Harry returns with the body is the only emotionally powerful scene in all the movies. The mm-hmm. delayed reaction in the band playing, the creeping realization as people frantically get them to stop, it undercuts the drama in a realistic, awkward way that makes the tragedy sink, sink in. The book sucks dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fucking right. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, yeah, I have no, I have no idea whether that's a genuine one or a or a, or a listener. If that is a listener, I mean, it please. sounds like it could be both. That's true. It could be both. <laughs> it's step four. It's, if if that was you, step forward and take credit because that, that was very funny. <laughs> All right, let's head on over to r slash Harry Potter. Let's take a take the temperature uh, of uh, what's on the front page. As a community, we need to start treating characters more fairly and stop making reductionist hyperbolic judgments. Oh, that one here is that go. one's setting off my Here we my go. Senses here. I've noticed I've been noticing this more and more lately. I read things like Harry is a clueless idiot who would have accomplished nothing if Hermione hadn't held his hand. 
Dumbledore is a selfish, arrogant user who doesn't care about the safety of his students. James is an irredeemable bully who didn't deserve Lily and should not be admired. In my opinion, statements like this miss a key aspect of why Harry Potter books are so great. Rowling created characters that are realistically flawed and human. If Harry had never made a bad decision or been perceived by poor judgment, he would have been a terribly boring character. Well, <laughs> yeah, he would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, um, that would have been really too bad if he was boring. People aren't just one thing. While Harry may have occasional lapses in judgment, he is also calm, under pressure, resourceful, and brave. Uh, Snape isn't the... Okay, here we go. Here we go. Snape isn't the physical embodiment of good or evil. He's a human being who has done some great things and some terrible things. None of these characters deserve to be reduced to or defined by their worst moments. I think all the characters from these books are brilliant, complex, fleshed out characters, and that's how we should treat them. Great. Great. Should we, uh, do you think this is worth commenting on? I mean, the post is very funny. Um, I think it is worth commenting on. However, there are so many comments. Yeah, I mean, has, we might have missed the boat this on this one. This has 333 comments, so we might need to sort by new. I'm glad that we could read that one. Um, it got a Bravo Award. What the fuck is this? Take My Energy Award. Bravo Award. I don't... This is new to me. Yeah, I think they introduced some new systems. All right. Well, let's go to new. Yeah, let's head on over to new and see what we got. God damn it. I'm, I'm on. I'm now I'm now also sorting by new and I just hit new and just took critical damage from the first. The, very the Snape first. dilemma. My take. Uh, let's, let's take a look. Oh, it's so fucking long. Oh, wow. Ooh, wowie zowie. That is a long post. All right, disclaimer before I start writing. Every year I have kind of a cycle of Harry Potter. From midsummer to midwinter, I read the books, watch the movies a bunch of times. A bunch of times? <sighs> then from midwinter to midspring, I get obsessed with fanfic, fan art, and memes. And then from midspring to midsummer, I kind of don't do anything Harry Potter. That's quite a schedule. That's, yeah. <laughs> wow. I've never mapped out my, uh my media consumption that way but but good for them uh the snape dilemma okay snape a hero or a villain both sides have amazing compelling arguments but here are the main ideas people who say snape is a hero say it's because despite the cards he was handed he tried hard to better himself that's right that's what i think of when i think of snape <laughs> i this is so long we can't we can't read all of this uh, TLDR, people have equally good reasons for why Snape is either a hero or a villain, but Snape is so complex, he's in the gray area. So who can say <laughs> whether he is good or bad? However, to contradict myself, I believe he's a hero because we as humans can make people good by putting our faith in them, whether they're evil or just com complex. What? We can push them to do the right thing, and we can start by doing this for fictional characters, characters like Snape. I can't. I can't. I can't deal with it. We can push them to do the right thing. We can start by doing this for fictional characters. Can we? Can we? What does I don't that think do? I don't think there's any. What does that do? <laughs> it makes the story more boring, I guess. Put, but Snape already did the stuff because it's in Snape a Snape already did the stuff. What do, what do we comment on this? I think we should. Snape, Snape, Snape is always a, a gimme. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Snape is so complex. He's in the gray. Uh, I mean, like, do we respond to them directly? Do we say? Do we say our own opinion about Snape? 
<laughs> do we say, I think if Snape was pushed to do the... I... What if we, um... What if we invoke, uh, like, the dad fic thing? Uh-oh. That's... Is that too... Is that too I, powerful? Well, in what way? Like, say, like, I believe in Snape slow, so strongly that it's a shame <laughs> that he couldn't be molded into a better father figure for Harry after he lost so many others or something like that. <laughs> I think that is might it, be entrance of dangerous territory. Is that too, yeah, is, is that too obvious at that point? It's a little is controversial, it, I think. Oh, uh, but that pussy, we like controversy. I know. Well, do we? We like It gets upvotes. you karma, I think. I, Doesn't I, it? Well, I think, I, I think that it, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Here's, here's the problem is I think that it is extremely obvious to us that there is like yeah. a link as a, a, like a father figure thing for Harry. I don't think that's like a common um, impression. So that mm, might just mm-hmm. like completely come out of left field for people. Okay. Okay. <sighs> we could just say something kind of nice. Like I think creature and Snape would get along. Smiley face. We could say, like, the story would not be as interesting if Snape was uh, all good or all evil. Like, it would be boring. We're ta- taking a leaf out of that post about um, mm. the, the, the front page post about how it'd be boring if Harry was just one thing. <laughs> All right, here let's okay let's start 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 starting from the top here. I think it would be boring if Harry, or no, not Harry, if Snape was all good or all evil. Um, his complex gray nature (laughs) is what makes his story so compelling. Mm -hmm. Smiley face. Perfect. How's that? I think that's lovely. Okay. Comment. Jack Sloper is back. Back to new. Patronuses. Has anyone ever wondered why everyone casts a Patronus as always a different animal? Does the person's Patronus mean something in their lives? Ooh, ooh, this is perfect for us. We can we can hand down the lore. Has this person not read the books? Uh, I don't mean that in a mean way. No, yeah, I yeah, it's like a does the person's patronus mean something in their lives? Is it like a wand where the patronus chooses the wizard? Is the patronus based off of the wizard personality? I'm just curious to find out if anyone knows or has any theories. Uh the comments in here are really bad. Wait, wait, <laughs> here's my theory. I think Hermione's parents took her to the aquarium and she really liked the otters. Yes. Yeah, let's just say that. I think. Head cannon. Hermione yeah. I think Hermione's parents took her to the aquarium one summer holiday and she really liked liked the otters. Head cannon <laughs> comment. Perfect. Ooh, this is good. 
And we will upvote that thread, as is polite. Mm. Are you kind of getting into, like, the Reddit etiquette stuff? Yeah, you got to upvote the threads that you're commenting on, upvoting all the replies to you. Sort of like how on Twitter you got to like all the replies that you get. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Yeah, okay. Let's see. We've got Patronuses. We've got the Snape Dilemma. Uh, Half-Blood Prince is the best movie only because of the failures of the other movies. A very Do people unpopular... think that Half-Blood Prince is the best movie? All I remember from Half-Blood Prince is why does it look like that? <laughs> why, I have, I have almost, why... almost no other impression of that movie, and it was not that long ago that we watched it. <laughs> yeah, it was like 10 weeks ago? 13 I'm trying weeks to summon ago? up even a single scene and... All that my brain is summoning for some reason is the like level from or- the Order of the Phoenix video game where they're in the clock tower. That is not <laughs> that is not correct. <laughs> if someone managed to destroy the Horcruxes in time to kill Voldemort before the Battle of Hogwarts had begun, how would it have changed the Wizarding World? What would change in families? Would the couples and children still be the same? Huh? What? What? Okay, okay, hold on. We gotta, we gotta take this one. Run that, run that past me one more time. Okay. If someone managed to destroy the Horcruxes in time to kill Voldemort before the Battle of Hogwarts had begun, how would it have changed the Wizarding World? What would change in families? Would the couples and children still be the same? Which people would have become couples because one person or both didn't die? is destroyed before the battle and that's how they killed Voldemort? I, I, all of them except Harry I think. So I guess if, if Harry Harry would have had to have died and come back already for this okay. to work. And Nagini would have had to been, have been killed Nagini screen, also would have had to have been killed. Yes. Okay. What would change in family? So I think what they're asking is basically if none of the characters had died in the Battle of Hogwarts would the couple situation shake out any differently? Um, here are my two first ideas. Yeah, okay. One, I think Lupin and Tonks would have had a big family. (laughs) (laughs) Teddy Lupin would have had many brothers and sisters. And here's my second idea, is we have to find, Mm. like, a, um, a partner for Fred. Ooh, okay, we we, we can do both of these. Okay. Uh, Okay, first of all, if Lupin and Tonks hadn't died. I like to think. I I like to think that they would have had many more children and Teddy would have had a lot of brothers and sisters. That's a gimme. I'm trying to remember if Fred is shown dating anyone. Angelina Johnson. That's right. So, Fred would have married Angelina Johnson. Secondly, I bet that Fred and Angelina Johnson would have settled down. (laughs) Okay. And made a family of... Very funny pranksters. I have a third one. Feel free to be. A third one. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to 
even suggest like someone, but um, what if like <laughs> like maybe Dobby would have found a special someone smiling face? <laughs> Finally, I would hope that Dobby would find his special someone <laughs> smiley face. Done. That, would, that one might have been on the line, but worth it worth it absolutely also i still okay. don't quite understand their premise like at all it is a I, I think it is just a very convoluted way to uh to pose the question what if no one had died in the battle of hogwarts that's kind of how i'm taking it right but dobby didn't yeah. die in the battle but it doesn't matter yeah doesn't matter Oh, maybe you know what? Maybe that'll be what people reply. They'll say like Dobby died before the Battle of Hogwarts. <laughs> so we'll get a lot of replies, and we can say yes. But what if he didn't? Exactly. Order of the Phoenix. Sharing my feelings because I'm really emotional. I'm watching Order of the Phoenix right now. The part where the Ministry saw Voldemort, and I got really mad at Fudge because he didn't believe he was back. I hate the response to what Harry said about his coming back. We wouldn't have lost so many people. Oh. <laughs> That's so true. That's what I'm going to post. So true! Exclamation point. Mm-hmm. The Snape Dilemma. We already did that one. Uh, is it against the rules for students to visit other houses' common rooms? Yes. Like this one. Like, during times when it's okay for students to be moving around the castle anyway, not in the middle of the night, obviously, if I was a Hufflepuff and my best friend was, say, a Slytherin, could she come hang out in my dorm uh, or my common room as long as I was with her the whole time? We weren't breaking any other school rules and it was a decent hour. What do you guys think? Nope. Gotta meet in the library. That's right. You can't, uh, can't compromise the password. That's, oh, that's right. Uh, oh, maybe we can, maybe we can, like... Stir the pot a little bit here. Mm. No! Exclamation point. <laughs> they would have to be in the library. Library. It's kind of a bummer, but compromising <laughs> the passwords would be very, very bad. That's right. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Sorry about it. <laughs> yeah, you can't hang out with your friends. Gotta keep the password safe. Ooh, we've got a we've got an unread message here. Uh-oh. Oh, we okay, we got it. We got a reply on our so true on the Order of the Phoenix one. That's what we got a reply to? It's sad. I've read and watched this franchise so many times and it still hurts to see Sirius die. Oh, but we have to reply, say? right? Like We have to, yeah. Like we uh, I, it always brings it a tear to my eye. No, brings it, it a brings tear? brings me to tears every time. It always brings me to tears every time. <laughs> crying face. That's right. It always brings me to tears every time. Crying face. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay. Are there any other good things in new, or should we... Uh, there's one called How to Free a Elf. Parentheses, Hermione. How to Free a Elf, Hermione. Oh, where is that? How to, free how to Free a Elf, Hermione. I have a question about How to Free a Elf. 
In the second book, Harry freed a elf, Dobby, by tricking the master of the elf, Lucius. <laughs> Later in the books, Hermione tried to free the elves in Hogwarts, but how can she free them? I thought the master had to give the clothes to the elf to free them. Why would the elves be free by collecting one of Hermione's self-made caps in the Gryffindor common room? Ah, interesting. I see. Oh, we got another. Sorry, before we do that, we did, we just got another reply. Hmm. Over, over, reply to the Snape dilemma. Yeah. The OP has responded to us. So true. One-dimensional characters are boring, but Snape added so much interesting layers to the story. That's so true. I'm always that saying so this. True. That is, I'm. <laughs> I wish. I wish we could respond with "I'm always saying this." But we shouldn't. <laughs> Okay, this Hermione elf one. Uh, uh, I'm worried that all the comments are like, I like this comment that someone says, they say she can't, um, that was the point Harry was able to do so because Dobby wanted to be freed and interpreted the sock as Lucius freeing him. Meanwhile, the house elves of Hogwarts loved their jobs and only refused to claim Gryffindor Tower because they considered what Hermione was doing as an extreme insult. Don't like their framing there, but I do agree yeah. with the like essence of it. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I was hoping that one would have a good opportunity for some like lawn, like some more uh, stirring the pot with some like laundry um, mm, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> discourse, but I feel like oh my god, I was having so much fun <laughs> last week when I asked, well, I was asking what a bangle was and whether whether a pillowcase counts as clothes and <laughs> whether a locket counts as clothes. That was that was good. I was I was happy with that one. That's the good stuff. Let's see. A tabletop Harry Potter RPG? Hello, is there no official HP RPG? By RPG, I mean tabletop role-playing game similar to D&D &D and not a video game. Mm -hmm. There's a couple unofficial ones, but I'm very... Oh, can we link them, the, the, the Dobby model? We could say, like, there's a miniature game. There's a miniatures game. But no official... But no... Official tabletop RPG game. Tabletop sad face. RPG. Sad face. And that's just true. That is just that's, true. That's just a true comment. Well, uh, I mean, we are upstanding members of this community. Yeah, that's right. Not everything has to be jokes. We're just uh, we're just helping out a fellow fan here. We're just posting. <laughs> we're just sloping. <laughs> All right. I think it's time for us to concoct a post. Uh, what what do you think w is is something that'll catch people's attention? That's a good question. Um, I've I've given it some thought, but I haven't landed on anything. Have you brainstormed any ideas? Yeah, I'm I'm I feel like there are a couple of avenues we can go down. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like we we've got to keep the Snape thing in the back pocket, right? Yeah, um, it's, it's going to be tough because we struck gold with our first post. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are some ideas that I have that are, like, funny, but I worry might be too obviously related to the show. Mm. But I want to run this one by you. Sure. What if we concoct a post about um, the boat uh, in in the cave? Like why? Why did why did Voldemort <sighs> need the boat to get to the cave? How come the boat can only carry two people? How come Voldemort like all that stuff? Because I think that stuff is insanely funny, and I think that it might like 
tickle the like cinemasins parts of 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 the fandom's brains maybe i'm curious yeah i I I think that there's a question in there and it would be something like you have to because like i want to avoid them just explaining the mechanics because i get i get that part right Obviously, there will be some of that. Um, yeah, we need we need to provoke some sort of like unanswerable question, right? I, I guess like my question would be like why why did why did we why did Voldemort know to use a house elf to test his traps, but also. Uh, well, I mean that's like an easy answer. I was going to say, but underestimate the idea of a house elf thwarting his traps but i guess it's like oh they wouldn't he doesn't think they would i think that's a good i think that's a good avenue though he'd be like why why does voldemort do okay what if we do it okay what if we stealth it in another way Mm. what if we ask a way sillier question okay like stealth that one in there what if we literally just ask why did voldemort need a boat and we could say he Voldemort can fly. Can fly. <laughs> Voldemort can fly. He doesn't need a boat. But in the, in the great scene in in um in Deathly Hallows, he takes creature. So I feel like we can like we can like Trojan horse it in, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that might be the way to do it? Yes. Here's my one concern. Yeah. We've made one post before, and it is also about the exact same scene. Which I guess could just be part of Jack Slipper's lore, right? Yeah, because we ask about a creature getting the locket, which is all in the scene where oh, creature tells that story. Oh, that's true. That is related. Yeah. I mean, that could just be part of Jack Slipper's. Like he's just really, really I'm just really about stuck that part. on Deathly Hallows. Yeah, really stuck on that one chapter about creature. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, let's start. Okay, title. Why did Voldemort? Need a boat. That's our <laughs> title. Hello, everyone. I recently... I recently finished Harry Potter the series. It was so exciting from start to finish. I'm so glad I finally took the time to read it rather than just watching the movie. See, we got to dangle mm. this. We got to dangle some stuff in front of them. Uh-huh. Um I have many thoughts <laughs> and questions that I am sure will keep me interested for a long time but there is one part in particular that is sticking with me i'm not sure i would call it a plot hole per se (laughs) (laughs) but I am a little confused. So in Creature's Tale, probably my favorite chapter in parentheses, (laughs) we hear all about 
how. Oh, wait, actually, no, we should. Okay, this should be the third paragraph. We should start with book six one, right? We should say Harry, Harry and Dumbledore. Hold on. When Harry and Dumbledore visit the mysterious cave in book six, uh, they conjure a boat that Voldemort left there that only holds one adult <laughs> wizard. <laughs> I like the detail about Harry being able to sit in the boat with Dumbledore because Voldemort underestimates children. Uh, it's really cute imagining picturing Harry and Dumbledore crammed into a tiny boat. <laughs> that is really cute. Um, that is really cute. Okay, it's really cute picturing Harry and Dumbledore crammed into a tiny, tiny boat. But in Creature's Tale, probably my favorite chapter, we hear all about how Voldemort took Creature on the boat across the lake to test the horrible potion. Now, I know that Voldemort isn't the smartest uh -oh. villain. Villain. M-dash, he's quite arrogant. <laughs> nice save. Yeah. But how could he still... How could he not see the flaw in his boat charm when he is... He clearly <laughs> had someone else, an elf, in the boat with him. Wouldn't the whole point of the test be to to catch things like that and then this is where we come out swinging yeah, okay furthermore do you think he really needed a boat at all he can fly needed <laughs> exactly a boat at he's all? the only wizard that can fly he other can... than snape he's the only wizard that can fly other than snape I don't know if the Snape flying is a is book canon or just movie. I Why can Snape fly? What's up with that? I know we've talked about oh, this a hundred times. Yeah, let's double check. Uh, let's double check this so we're not 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 F wrong. Snape flying. Can Snape fly? Uh, unsupported. It just flight. says it. He can, but I don't know when he is shown to do that. Other than in the movie where he flies away, but all the Death Eaters do that. So. Following his discovery, Riddle also taught the spell to his servant Severus Snape, who used it to safely escape from Hogwarts shortly before the Battle of Hogwarts. 
I I guess that is in. Okay. Um. Is that Harry where Potter the bat, and the, the Deathly Hallows description? I you know I think that I. I'm wondering if it is described as like the flight of Severus Snape, and I always interpreted that as like metaphorical or like figurative, and it's literal. <laughs> right. Like taking flight. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so he does fly in the book. Okay. So allegedly. Other, he's the only wizard that can fly other than Snape. Couldn't the whole plan have been much tighter if he didn't use the boat uh did here you got it you got to give given something here did i miss something about why he would need a boat <laughs> in this cave you gotta put something in there where it's like he could levitate someone because otherwise they'll be like but he needs someone else to drink the potion so he can get the locket right okay uh did i miss something about why you need a boat in the cave uh can he not not carry someone while flying (laughs) while flying slash levitate someone across it just seems like a really big oversight on his part, especially because he saw Creature get in the boat with him. Wonderful. Thanks Thanks for reading. Can't wait to see... What do we put here? What 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 nice sign off do we put here? Mm. Uh, can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts. Hear everyone's thoughts. Smiley face. Flare question. I think Why? questions are the way to go. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Why did Voldemort need a boat? Host. All right. Damn, that looks good. How's our karma? Did we get any karma on our new comments? We've we've actually gotten. We are now at sixty-seven karma. We are two karma away from the funny number. We are so good. Uh, while let's let's see if we let's wait a second and see if we get any any early bites on that thread. While we do that, let's uh, head back on over to new perhaps and see if there's anything besides. Or maybe we don't want to do that. Let's comment on the things we got replies on. Mm. So true. One-dimensional characters are boring, but Snape added so much interesting layers to the story. Reply. It's really interesting to me that he can fly. That's on the line, but I'll allow it. On top of all of his other skills, he honestly shows a lot of restraint not flying everywhere. (laughs) (sighs) 
That's so true. <laughs> oh, we got her. We know how we recommended. We recommended Inkheart, and they were great. Probably never heard of it. Oh, you know, Snape's cool voice. Also, like I said, I see, I see, I see the, I see the fans in here. <laughs> I think there's a Dobby's girl running around. Oh, is there? Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Dobby's girl. Hello, Dobby's girl. I'm gonna, oh, there we go. I'm going to reply. That's right. Mm-hmm. I guess. Oh, I guess for because these all happen after we recorded. But the argument that I got into someone about what constitutes clothes was very funny. Very, very masterfully uh, done there, Jack Sloper. <laughs> Not trying to be argumentative, just curious. Why don't you consider jewelry clothing? It feels like a bit of a gray area to me. I this is this is my like my curse mm. is that I have absorbed every every like awful forum arguing technique that that is possible here. Just just throwing out the like, ah, oh, it feels like a bit of a gray area. <laughs> Not trying to be argumentative. Just, uh, clothing is meant to cover the body. A locket doesn't cover anything. Hmm, that's a good way of putting it. What about things like Dobby's pillowcase, though? He's wearing that as clothing by this definition, but he isn't free until he gets a sock. Does it have to be human clothing they're given to be freed? You just gotta, you just gotta keep moving the goalposts every time. It's devilish. <laughs> Demonic powers that I have from posting too much. All right. I guess I guess this is the hard part, right? This is the waiting game that we need to play now. Um, we could leave a few more comments and new. Yeah, let's do that while we uh, while we wait. Uh, let's head on over. Wait, holy shit! Oh, we got such a good reply from oh, yeah? the, from the flying one. Wonderful. Okay, so we said uh, it takes it takes a lot of restraint for him to not fly everywhere. LOL, facts. He would be like, flying, hmph, mediocre skill at best. And Hermione would be like, flying? You guys can fly in the air? How is this not shocking for you guys? Every time we leave one of these that I think is, like, way too obvious and, like, kind of, like, on the edge, it's like, it is me- it is met with complete enthusiasm. <laughs> oh. Love that. We are so powerful. Okay, going to new. Uh, will you click on the one uh, titled CPR? Yes. I'm feeling my forum uh, forum arguing powers activating. Okay, okay, okay. It's mentioned a lot in the books that the killing curse leaves the body in a healthy condition. All it does is just shuts everything in the body off. So if someone were to simply use chest compressions, would that bring someone back? Oh, this is so good. This is like something we would have written, honestly. So that's great, but I want to argue with the first replier because... Their soul has departed. That's what de- the Dementor's Kiss does, not what the yes. not yep. what the Killing Curse does. Yes. Oh. Uh, okay. How do we how do we approach this? Uh, we could like ask, like be like, um, do, like do you think the Killing Curse uh, does the same? Is just um, a cast version of the Dementor's Kiss? But then, why would their body die? Do you think the killing curse is just like a spell version of the Dementor's kiss? I can't tell if that seems confrontational. Well, so no, so um, here here's how we make it seem not confrontational, and we just make it infuriating. 
uh, is we say, do you think the killing curse is just like a cast version of the Dementors kiss? That's really interesting. But in that, but in that case, why would there be two separate? There, that's how we. You gotta butter them yep, up and yep, then. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, you got okay. it. Okay. Uh, that's really interesting. Although, if that's really interesting to think about. Although, if that was that was the case what was the last thing you said like do, why does their body uh, die why would their body die um but doesn't when they get a dementor's kiss their or body die when they get avada cadavered but not when they get the dementor's kiss. perfect i love beautiful that. Yeah, that's you, you gotta you gotta <laughs> keep shifting the <laughs> uh, the 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 goalposts each time. Mm-hmm. Every sentence, juking, <laughs> juking left and right. Okay, is there anything else new? First book proper title. Why is it sometimes called Harry Potter and Philosopher's Stones and sometimes Sorcerer's Stone? What is the proper title of it? Philosophers is a proper title, but it was released in the U.S. as Sorcerers. The Sorcerer's Stone is the American version. The Philosophers is the British version, which has British versions of some words. We could say something like, whichever title you prefer is the proper one. Smiley face. Or we could take the other one, which the other tactic, which is um, uh, like anyone that says Sorcerer's Stone is a muggle. Ooh, only muggles <laughs> say sorcerer's stone winky face <laughs> gotta like soften a, it up yeah being a little combative but mostly a little cheeky only muggles say sorcerer's stone that's right there we go all right no bites just yet on why did voldemort need a boat it's gotten a couple of upvotes though so because some other people are also wondering yeah they're like oh good point oh good point why does voldemort need a boat <laughs> is the wizarding community anti-vaxxers without realizing it? Might be a dumb question, but could this be true considering they don't see muggle doctors? I mean, this is a hilarious post. I'm pretty sure that J.K. Rowling made it canon that uh, wizards don't get muggle illnesses. I, I, I think there's that, but you know what this is an opportunity for? Mm. Um, is for us to say, uh, that's... I've all I don't think they completely disregard muggle muggle medicine just surgery because Ron says that that they are butchers. However, in book 7, Ron also knows what a what was it was it larynx or what was the hold on spattergrit i'm looking up spattergrit uh highly infectious fungus once it reaches the uvula hmm i mean it, it, they must have like anatomy though right like i mean that's mo- that's it's a little it's a little semantic also you should say like I bet they have vaccines as potions. 
I bet they have vac vaccines in a sense. They're just potions. There we go. Wonderful. All right. Well, I think for now we're just going to have to play the waiting game and see if we get any bites on on that thread. We we really lucked out with that first one. The speed with which we got people to bite on the on the the house self freeing thing. Maybe maybe this is like a fact finding thing. We need to figure out what the things are that, that people immediately click on, right? Like Snape for sure. I uh, I think it's a tough like I think with questions it's a tough line to walk because you because there's like a a compulsion for people because they want to answer a question, right? Like yeah, if they just totally. know the answer, they want to yeah. jump in and be like, that was a good one because the answer was no. Um, mm -hmm. And that's a very obvious answer. Like, no, in this book, Harry did not free creature. Right, um, right. But then if you can sow a little bit of ambiguity, mm -hmm. then that like carries you really far. <laughs> You just need to leave enough of a window to start an argument with someone over nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Well, guess I guess we'll see. This is a fact-finding mission. Uh oh, we've got it. We've got a notification. Mm hmm What do we got here? Oh, here we go. We got <laughs> two. We got two. We've got some. Ready? We've got some question answerers. Okay. So speaking of arguing. Yeah. We've got one from the CPR person oh oh but not from oh okay yes no from no they're dead their soul has departed uh do you think the killing curse is just a spell version of the dementor's kiss so that was our our question i don't think it's comparable to a dementor's kiss no it kills a result of death is that the soul leaves the body it is not a removed soul from still living body spell what but the dementor's kiss removes the soul from the body and they don't die read that read their answer to me again no, they're okay. So their their original post, we're just arguing with them because this is a Monty Python reference they they're made. They made. No. Uh, no, they're dead. Their soul has departed. They are an ex parrot. Um, okay, whatever. Yeah, uh, that's a cl classic Monty Python routine. Uh, do you think the Killing Curse is just like a spell version of the Dementor's Kiss? Then they say, no, I don't think it's comparable to the Dementor's Kiss. It kills. A result of death is that the soul. Okay, a result of death is that the soul leaves the body. It is not remove soul from still living body spell. But if... <laughs> <laughs> but if a body has no soul in it anymore, <laughs> is that not also death? We're God. gonna get real theological with them. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, we have, whoa, we have multiple replies on the boat question. Okay. <laughs> Here we fucking go. Jack Sloper. Uh, he needs to bring another to drink the potion, and I doubt he'd be eager to hold them to him as he flew. He could levitate them, but a boat is more elegant. I like that one. Wait, this is, oh, mm, we're. <laughs> Why is a boat that holds two adults or one adult more elegant? I'm going to say, that's a good point. I like that reasoning. Voldemort is... It's very elegant. ...is definitely someone who cares about theatrics. However, in that case, did he really need to uh, enchant the boat at 
at all. Voldemort put the boat there for plot convenience. You're totally right, though. Voldemort could have flown in there with Creature or probably used some special kind of apparition to get in the cave. I also think this kind of relates to who Voldemort is. He underestimates the people he can't understand. Maybe he felt like he would lure someone or multiple people to their death by adding the boat. You said it best. Voldemort is an arrogant villain. That's right. That's right. And was probably convinced no one could get past his traps, even if they had a convenient boat. He probably liked the idea of out-magicking someone to their death. I mean, if Voldemort really wanted to make a Horcrux impossible to find, he should have just made one out of a random penny that no one oh, would God damn able it. to track down. Fuck. I just think it goes back to his arrogance and underestimating his enemies. Just my thoughts. Creature hit, the, didn't... hit that with an upvote and say, like, I like this answer. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. I really like this answer. Smiley face. We have a gr- we have a great reply here. Creature didn't register as a wizard when he was in the boat, just like Harry, who was not of age, didn't register as a fully capable wizard when Harry and he and Dumbledore got in the boat. It says that in the book. So here's here's our chance to start a big fight. Yes, that's my question. How did Voldemort not catch that when he had Creature in <laughs> the boat? <laughs> Is is this saying that the in the book it specifically says that the boat can like the boat's magic consults the government records <laughs> of who's like did Voldemort sneak into the ministry and enchant the record book and like connect it to the boat? Is that what that's trying to tell me? <laughs> oh, if only it was that complicated. I mm. I mean that's really funny. Yeah. I really like this answer. Ooh, we got another CPR reply. As Lupin put it, if the body's still alive, it'd be a fate worse than death. The Dementors consume the soul. It does not live on as it should. So how does... (laughs) Vada Kedavra kill? This is very interesting. (laughs) Okay, well... It seems like once again we might have gotten we've gotten some fish on the line. Mm-hmm. So how's our karma sh- situation? Are we getting in oh, trouble for the CPR? We are at sixty-eight karma. Mm, just, I feel like one more minute and we're gonna be at a very funny number. All right, hold on. Let's let's keep on let's keep on poking the bear here. Sixty-nine karma. There we go. We did it. Hold on, screenshotting it. We did it, Reddit. We're so good at this. We're so fucking good at this. All right, well, on 69 Karma, I think we're going to leave it and see if we get any more bites. Uh, but should we take it to the close now? Yeah, let's do it. All right, our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can catch them at Bandcamp, and you can find us at patreon.com slash streetcast. We have so much fun bonus content there for you. We're about to start reading uh, Twilight and Midnight Sun at the same time, which is very exciting. <laughs> um, so look forward to that. And we have, of course, many other episodes Dealing with other YA novels, watching movies, playing video games. Lots of fun, lots of fun side stuff for you there. And Liz, what are we reading next week? We're reading chapter 14. This one is called The Thief. It's the first chapter illustration with a tent in it. Ooh, is it camping time? Are we finally there? It looks like it's camping time. Fuck, here we fucking go. All right, well, please, with that in mind... 
Please read another book. Please read another book. There's a lady there makes ocean raw seem tame. Better know what you're after if you catch a eye. Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.